0: We sat down for about an hour and I knew I had the job. We hadn't even talked about the job. We just talked about life, right? And we hit it off and he knew, he knew I could execute for him. And, uh, one of my favorite things I ever did. And I, I look back and I know it hit a home run with him when we were talking about, he said, uh, he said, well, this is going really well. What do you, what do you want to do in investment, Right. And I said, net wrong question. I go, what do you need me to do? Mm. I go, I can do a lot of things. I can do research. I can do financial stuff. I can do market. Yeah, you know, I've had all these careers. What do you need me to do? He's like, all right, good question. I'll, I'll think about that, right? Um. So I literally uh got an offer pretty shortly after that. And there was no job description. It was, we don't, we don't, we just need you here. We, we know you're going to be awesome here. We don't know what the role is. So come on over, learn mm. everything you can about our company and what we do, and we'll figure it out. Like... How does that ever happen?
1: Welcome to Tom Profit Take. This is Take 16 with Mike McGowan. He co-founded Two Great Lengths, a nonprofit that assists less fortunate, undeserved, and disadvantaged individuals at any stage of their life to meet their maximum potential. He's also a film producer and was executive producer on the short film called Sixes and Sevens that I had the great pleasure of working on this year what's or last year technically 2021 uh what struck me well it's hard to get used to that what struck me while working with you was the compassion you had for the entire crew you treated them all as family you were more worried about them at times than they were worried about themselves but you also knew when to let the creative process take its course you didn't get in in the way of the you know any of the creative directors or getting their heads you were careful about how you cultivated a, a creative environment that could succeed um before I ask the official first question that you have me asking, yeah. um, is there anything you'd like to change about that intro?
0: No, good intro. Um, I think most of that is because I was new at this, right? <laughs> and this is my third project coming up, so new to the, to the world, but always kind of been intrigued by film and always used it in my daily life to my benefit. We'll probably get into that. But no, yeah. all I could do is uh, make sure everybody's taken care of the crew was taken care of the cast was taken care of a couple people gave me some insight. So, yeah, you picked up on uh, my intent for those three days. So, I appreciate yeah, I
1: mean, that. You, you did great because, I mean, you the last thing you want is somebody who's just, you know, trying to get their, you know, I think their their stamp or whatever on something. And and it's like it it. it A lot of times it's, it's a very intimate process. Like if I'm not having a good day, I won't even write or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I'll take a break because even my, even though I'm, I'm the creator of something, I'm, if my, my mental state of mind isn't there, it, it can screw things up. I think it comes with age and maturity, right? Yeah. If I was 24, I
0: probably wouldn't have been doing all that, right? Yeah. But 51, can you believe that? Look how look how good I look. Like 51. Can we just <laughs> take great. that in? That, that is this that'll better that'll side or be or a this... great segue to the first question. <laughs> all right, lay it on me, brother. Uh,
1: why why are you so awesome? That was the question. That
0: is uh, that was my question for you yeah. to give me. Yeah. No. Uh, a yeah. Great question. <laughs>
1: wait, um, wait, wait, keep this close to your mouth. Oh yeah yeah, yeah well, go. Like, well, like 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 right, fist away from your mouth. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Like a fist away from that got
0: awkward, right? Okay. (laughs) So how am I so awesome? Um, Years of practice. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I like to make people smile everywhere I go. So uh, it definitely wasn't my parents. You know, like you look back and you say, oh, I got that from my dad or my mom. No way. Like I created whatever this that you are getting to know more and more is. I don't know what it is, but it is awesome. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Agreed. Self right? uh, it was a self-invention. You, yeah. Or... Well, and and you and I hit it off on set. Yeah. We cracked up. I I think maybe tear-induced crack up, right? Oh, yeah. Literally that 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 laughter when you can't control it and you're like on the floor and you just can't stop it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen often. No. No, that's like maybe once a year that happens. So we had that. And then I I also um I'll say this about three, two years ago, right before COVID um i had an experience that you know i'm a cynic by nature on mm-hmm. things like religion whatever to each his own right but i i need to feel it touch it to believe it right yeah. and i went to a spiritual the quotes come up here spiritual advisor and a tantra massage chakra teacher mm-hmm. right just because i like to experience life I do, I do everything. I'm, I just like adventure. And they unlocked something in me that I could feel energy of other people. Not to get weird, because I know it's still weird for me to say it, mm-hmm. but you have a great energy. You oh, know this. You. you know this, right? Um, you're around certain people. You can feel it. Yeah. And it's infectious. A positive energy is infectious. So I could sense that about you. I can sense that uh, yesterday. I was at a bar, Westchester, where we had our premiere of memories, and a woman- Two, two seats down sat next to me. I, I felt her energy when she walked in. Three hours later, we were like Be best friends. I mean, it's just that's oh, yeah, surreal, yeah. right? That happens to me at least once a week, if not multiple times a week. I've exchanged numbers with a guy from the Department of Justice about a week ago. He just retired. He had the whole story why he got out of it because it was too political. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the couple write down. I gave him my business card because their son-in-law just got laid off from the movie industry uh, and moved back home from L.A., Um, He's an audio, does voiceovers, right? So I said, all right, well, I'm getting in that industry. Give me a call. So like to me, um, I enjoy talking to people. And I think that just brings out so much more fun and just adventure. So uh, but yeah, I I self-invented my awesome and I wish I could teach it to others. Because quite honestly, if there was 300 million of (laughs) me, it would be a better country. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to just patronize me. You can like disagree with me. I I know you're intimidating, Eric, because you look up to me. I can tell it already. (laughs) You think I'm awesome. You know I'm awesome. You're like, how did he get so awesome? Which is why it was the first question, even though I wrote it. But you can disagree with me. Okay, this is a test for this podcast. I want you to find something to disagree with me about. Okay. Okay. Because otherwise, you're just sugarcoating me, and that's no good. We'll we'll, we'll find. I don't grow that way make me I think
1: grow we'll see if we'll disagree on on what makes a great film we'll see oh that's well, a, that we'll, we'll get to that well we could disagree or, well yeah if we disagree no i'll get into that later okay yeah got yeah. It. yeah um but yeah there's something about um when there's something i think true where you can there's you can sense something about something yeah i don't know and, what it is and it's beyond what like it's beyond explanation yep you know uh i mean there's and i i dabbled in a, a lot of different kind of ways of thinking like different religions and different um what's it called like i, I mean like i delved i delved into like like studying years ago what different effects like drugs have on people yeah yeah um especially things that are, that are hallucinogenic and where they kind of like take you to like a higher state of mind mm-hmm. and then also the reason why i don't drink is like it brings you to like a lower state of mind it activates like kind of lower primal uh things like yep. uh, you know parts of your nature well, thank as a person. god for that to women for me
0: just to be honest because <laughs> if it weren't for alcohol no, just, <laughs> 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 um, no but you're right and and i don't know what it is either right so neither yeah. of us are sort of like spiritual counselors but i tell you that spiritual advisor so you mentioned psychogenics it's also we both meditate we talked about yeah. this before right
1: yeah you go do you have do you transcendental heard? transcendental meditation i i, I
0: the woman that did it with me, Valentina, believes I transcended whatever it means. I I, I felt like I was floating above my felt. Yeah. Afterwards, I did it. I had I, had, I just got chills because I had no idea what this meant. I just went in on a whim. I was filling up my gas tank at Wawa across the street. Adventure, right? Filling mm-hmm. up my gas tank at Wawa. I think I might have got a shorty. might have been a gobbler. I don't know. But who doesn't love a but gobbler? But you're just going to the Wawa. Across then- the street, it says spiritual advisor, walk-ins, welcome. Guess what I did? Right. Yeah. I walked in and then three hours later, I was a completely different person. Um, I took the awesome to another level, um, <laughs> you're still which is awesome. hard to you're believe. Still, it's hard to believe. No, make it's like sure anybody there's understands. there's no word for you're what awesome. I am now. Sorry, I'm just going no, to okay. cover me. So, um, yeah, so she she unlocked something. Uh, I, I didn't mention I was going to mention it later, but like I don't have fear in life right now. No, yeah, really? I have no fear of anything. My life was a lot of governed by fear. This is pre-COVID, right? Yeah. COVID's been a cakewalk for me, like from a fear perspective. It's been awful from like what I can do with my life, yeah. but I've never feared it, which is amazing. Cause I know a lot of people really struggling with that vaccine, whatever, no fear. I have no yeah. fear in any way of my life. And um, and then the energy and feeling around, like you said, I don't know what it is, but there's something. Walk into a bar, it feels dense, dark, something bad happened. I gotta get out of there. It, it I start to absorb it and feels bad. And all these words I'm saying would have made no sense two years ago, right? It's just a different yeah. experience. So,
1: anyway, it's I've I've known some people who you know, s- like I, I had a friend who, th- his, like like his mom was you know, like they they swore that she was psychic or mm-hmm. some. I mean, this was somebody who didn't who wasn't who you know like you what like hated religion and shit. Like I didn't say hate or not hate, but skeptic. like they weren't they were, they were skeptic. They were not. <laughs> I need to see it prove it I, prove use, it, exagger- touch it I use exaggeration sometimes. I don't always mean it. But um like he I'm offended. This is me offended. <sighs> I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh it was yeah, it was just like it's it, it, there's something about people who can sense something, sense someone's like quote unquote energy, but there's you know, there's a lot about things like like life that we don't fully understand. I I mean, there was a year where I when I dropped out of college, I I'm just gonna drop that in there. Yeah, no, there like I dropped I'm out. I'm really college. proud of you for that, by the way. Thank you. Okay. No, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> it, oh, if I remember, it, I'll write it down. Dropped out of college. Yeah, oh, you're not gonna remember. What are you, are dude? I've I, I things you the all 50? the time. Oh,
0: you're telling me, man? My notes on my phone. Yeah, I'm out of space. Yeah, I didn't think that was possible
1: for Thank for you. notes? Wow. <laughs> it was. I I after college, as kind of a, a fuck you to everybody, I read 50 books in a year like like on and and books that weren't like why
0: not 52 just to call it like one a week you could have made it easier yeah and was it exactly 50 or I, are you just it was saying a, that in a, around 50 it could have you been less count, or more just I, to be
1: clear no i i did at the time <laughs> thank you for going with me on my tangent <laughs> i think i did at the time but it was dude i'm 50 thought, books in a year yeah okay. and so and a lot of it was like self-help all these different things uh you know and some of it was like shit that i was like oh i want to learn about that it was like quantum physics yeah, things sure. and, and advanced like like super string theory yep. things like that like brian green books that are you know not brian austin green to be clear no, no. um <laughs> no 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 the guy who who found it's like <laughs> you don't even know who brian austin green no, is do you <laughs> oh <laughs> my god uh
0: he was on 90210 back in the day yeah, yeah. sexy guy yeah. oh yeah very hot but it <laughs>
1: See, i'm gonna throw you off all day you're not gonna to i told you it nice. but it, it taught me that it's like there's there's things about you know that explain there being 11 dimensions one yeah. including time there's things in, in, in based in the particles of of uh that make up yeah. life yeah. and and, and just so many things like that. And I'm like everything I learned about in school, like I thought I was so smart, but there's so many things I don't know that most people wouldn't know if they unless they read books like this. Yeah. And now it doesn't it doesn't confirm it doesn't it's not there to confirm your ways of thinking about like, is there a God? Is there all this? But yeah. it definitely raises questions of we don't fucking know <laughs> yeah. like i did i thought i knew everything in high school you know every every, a lot of people think they they know so much you know when they're young and then you start reading about things and it's like really like yeah like there's okay there's like we're we're, it's not about atoms it's there's or i think what makes up atoms i could be wrong it's like these little you know spinning strings like if you go even deeper it's (laughs) like and then there's each string you know accesses several different dimensions and that's how the multi you know like multiple dimensions works i'm like and there's an invisible connection between all those little strings Mm -hmm. that make up the particles and and the one has like a connection to something millions of light years away and and that kind of made me realize maybe people aren't maybe people are kind of on to something when it comes to religions now you know i i i mean i when I start, I, I years ago I was doubting all all that. I, I was, I mean, I was raised Christian, but I started doubting all this, like my religion, and I was called doubting Thomas, nice, <laughs> by That's my great. youth group teacher. I was like, but I started reading about all this. And I'm like, it's it brought me back. I was kind of like, I I approach it from kind of a you know like a secular view, you know. But I I read this book on art actually that, the, the war of art, not the art of war, but the war of art with art of the word of art by by Steven Pressfield and and it, in it he talks about try praying before your writing sessions mm. and or anything with art and when i started doing that i realized what inspiration really was mm. because when you do that, you're letting yourself go to the universe and you're, you're allowing ideas and inspiration to come to you that yeah. normally wouldn't come to you. And so my writing got dramatically better after that because I if you replace praying with meditating, do you think it gives you the same result?
0: Or it just I, clears I, the mind, puts I, you in I, a more open space. I believe
1: in praying to some what I, I always I call it my muse. Oh, Lord, if it's like a if it's some kind of thing, some it, or, or you can you can. Pray to your talent if you don't want to pray to a gotcha. God or something. Yep, yep. But it's the thing that is that is that you have to open yourself up to. You have to open yourself up to this. There's or the universe, you know, you pray to the universe that it'll give you ideas. You have to pray to something higher than yourself when you would when you kind of accept that you are not the mighty, that there is something greater than you. And it can it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a God. It can be a god. It can be something, anything. You know, it can be Joe Pesci. You know, <laughs> he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, it, it, but it's like when yeah. you when you when you kind of open yourself up to something yeah. that's bigger than yourself, you open yourself up to, you know, the things that just feel like whoa. Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. And and by the way, just for you
0: guys just joining now, this is uh, take one, uh, Mike McGowan interviewing Thomas Prophet. <laughs> and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming.
2: <laughs> I well, told him I was going to
0: turn the tide because I'm interested in him more than he's interested in me, I think. Um, no, that's great. And and just to get back to the meditation, um, you said transcendental or whatever the word is, right?
1: Yeah. C- do you want to go into like what no, that is? No, what I want
0: to, yeah. I, I have a little bit, of, but I, I will say that you mentioned psych. Psych- psychedelics, psychogenic drugs. I've
1: never done any. Right? Neither have I. Neither I, have I.
0: I've, but you yeah. you know and you've read that you get to some sort of other plane whether it's you're just brain mm. tricking you or whatever it is. Meditation. Same thing. Yeah. Right? So that happened. That's what happened to me. She got into me such a deep state of meditation that I just was floating. It was insane. Right? And I literally shook at the end. She had to wake me up. Um, it, was re- it was like scary mm. and I had a shooting pain opened my third eye is what she told me right for like a week so i never went back i never went back because but it unlocked yeah. so much for me um and it gave me a lot more hope i don't think as much about well when we pass we're just digging up you know pushing up daisies like i've always been a yeah you're you're six feet under that's yeah, it yeah, right there's this a, this yeah. opened up that there's something i don't know what it is um mm-hmm. but no meditation and then they say like marathon runners right? They they're so oxygen deprived that they go into these weird states. So I've done a little research because I mean, you can get there different ways. Um, But yeah, I have no how did we get on that meditation
1: thing? I don't don't know. know. I, th- I forgot. Listeners,
0: if you could put in the bottom um, how the chat we, how, how we, we got it? there, that would be really <laughs> helpful. Yeah. Well, let me just make sure you're in focus. Well, I, I usually just look out of focus because that's just my look. Yeah.
2: Okay. Just wanted to make I'm
0: going to sure. move my Burger King. Mug. Um, can I can I just talk about Burger King for a second? Go for it. All right. So lo- lovely beverage. I'm going to put it over here So because I didn't want it to hide my COVID gut. I want that to be prominent. <sighs> Um, when I go for a massage, they ask if I'm having a uh, single baby or twins right now. It's really one, comforting. Is it? is it's it twins. Be I, I've been going with twins. One of each. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, so I'm pulling into Burger King. I haven't been to Burger King since COVID, right? Um, uh, the one by me closed. So mm-hmm. it took away my, I'm not driving 17 minutes to get the burger. I'm going through and I want the double cheeseburger. All right. Now, are you familiar with Burger King's burgers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind
0: okay. Of. Double cheeseburger and a Whopper. Mm-hmm. How are they different?
1: one has mayonnaise and and yeah okay i'm gonna educate
0: you okay they're smaller right the whopper is much bigger much bigger bun the hamburgers are a lot smaller in the bun right but they're different meat okay really like the i like the double cheeseburger meat the whopper meat is more like you could tell it's more processed it's like chewier right anyway and again in the comments if you disagree with me so i ordered a double cheeseburger with a soda and fries Mm -hmm. okay yeah the guy So he's like well do you just want the double whopper meal and in my mind i was like no i want the double cheeseburger because i know it's a different meat but this is where i'm getting as a study of humor i don't know why i just accepted him pushing me to the double whopper Mm -hmm. the double whopper meal was eleven dollars and fourteen cents okay for a large fry large drink and the double eleven dollars so more, more expensive, right? It's or? really expensive. Yeah, A double cheeseburger is like two bucks. It's not a money thing. Huh. It's just about I let myself get talked into something else. And it got me thinking right yeah. on the drive here. Like that happens all the time to a lot of people. And I just found it interesting. Now, the second part I'm going to be angry about is they changed the fries. Really? They changed their fries. I loved Burger King's fries over McDonald's fries. Yeah. I know that's blasphemy. Really? Wendy's is trying to do something new right with this like it's always fries, hot yeah. i like their fries they're more like wendy's fries now they're the thicker and uh yeah i was disappointed mm-hmm. and then they were glorious and there you go that's how it goes and this has been brought to you by burger king the <laughs> burger of champions or
1: whatever their thing is <laughs> i'm sorry all right <laughs> no,
0: now, now i'm done i just burger king why do you change it all right go ahead we'll um, cut that out
1: no you we'll keep that if you want well no
0: we can get some sponsorship i think
1: burger yeah yeah yeah, king. yeah, yeah the we'll guy with it. the hat yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 love that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was, that's probably a clip for youtube or an instagram yeah well, yeah there you go a little 60 second there row, you go. I can find it i'm here to get you sponsorships um, i appreciate that mm-hmm. thank you um sponsor me uh let's see uh how i, I wanted to ask this question um like this will get into like the film six oh we're gonna talk sevens. about film today. okay this, cool. yeah yeah <laughs> how how did we meet how, uh yeah so um
0: so i did uh, so all right so some of your questions that you're going to get into later, I'm going to just cover now, right? Because I know what you're to, I know what you're going to ask. You know yeah. why? I'm psychic and I'm awesome, right? All I'm right, I'm not psychic, but I'm
1: awesome. But I also sent you some. <laughs> questions. You did no he, to be clear. You gave me like five or six questions, but um, I'll be surprised if you asked me a question that I didn't. Well, well I, then again, you did listen to some of the podcast. I don't know how much I,
0: it was. I watched a bunch of yours because okay. I respect you.
1: Oh, thank you. I thank you shouldn't, but I do.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do. I'm just I'm just a super fan. I'm just sitting here. Oh, thank you. I've had goosebumps the whole time. Whole time of, of listening Sitting to, here just listening to your voice just oh, thank you <laughs> so we met ASMR. Um, so well let me ask you this networking networking yeah. as a thing uh believer non-believer are you an extrovert are you an introvert what are, what are I you think,
1: i think i'm more introvert but slightly extrovert meaning i can like turn it on but then again opportunistically introverts. extroverted i think so wow see what i did wow is that a thing i think that i just now. made that up and i think it it's now. awesome
0: wow it is. It is that is. good? Like Webster's dictionary, you know, because it's two words. Maybe it's like Urban Dictionary. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Opportunistically, so we're gonna quote you on that. Yes, we're gonna coin uh, that from can you. Can I make Mike money? McGowan. Can I trademark it right now in the next I mean, hour?
1: Get get it. I end, mean, make Pat Riley did threepeat
0: it. and made a bunch of money. You know, don't get me on NFT. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: so what's his name from uh from uh the sixes and seven shoot he's Corey he was, yeah Corey nft was were
0: to, yeah now hey Corey I hope you're watching this because that <laughs> nft thing it's just not you want to have out. a
1: poolside side podcast so yes I was like I, yes. I don't I didn't know he went like in the pool <laughs> <laughs> he has nice
0: abs okay saying let's just show him
1: up <laughs> oh my god all right where
0: was so I how, how did we meet oh networking okay so do you network when you're out no about like how do you network?
1: I, I don't, I don't hear, I don't network unless I sense something about somebody okay. like you talked okay. about. Like if I, if I have like, if I hit it off talking about some, just with somebody, if I have a reason to say, hey, I enjoy talking with you, mm-hmm. um you know, do you want like, 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 uh, what's your like, inf- like, yeah like, we networked, we networked. You know, it was, there was, this is actually a, a small tangent, but I, I was in Boston with my dad. It was when I was back in high school or I think, or like just, or just. Round college age or whatever, like we're starting college or right after i forget it's really not important to so get over but it. yeah I can, i'm over it now <laughs> basically there was this guy changing the the vending machine or the coffee machine and i want to get some coffee but he was changing it, and we just started talking out of nowhere and started talking about shows and movies and it, w- it was one of those things kind of like you and me just talking about all sorts of stuff mm-hmm now i got his information but i never i never really messaged him ever yeah and i actually i found his card recently and i was like It'd be weird if i like reach out to him but but i i i never have but i'm See, like
0: that's a that's a perfect example of a mistake made right possibly opportunity you don't know what it is is he a vending machine guy or does he own all the vending machines or are his parents uh, the hershey food company you don't know right yeah, i don't know so I, ne- I i if i knew this when i was younger. How powerful networking is. I've had more opportunity just because I'm talking to people around me. I tend to go to bars a lot because I like conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can't really go. I mean, where are you going to go? Just have conversation. You can't even do Starbucks anymore. Yeah. So, but really? networking, networking. Are you networking, out in? What's that? you out? out in, Right. Yeah, you can go in, you can go yeah, in, yeah. uh, master, not mass depends, depends on the place. By the way, that was a great day when that reopened. Oh, right by start. Cause I, I, I work all day and I like to go to Starbucks to break mm-hmm. up. Not me, bring my laptop, do my calls there. And when they opened, that was a big deal. When they opened the chairs up outside, right? Like they, they didn't, they wouldn't let you sit at the chairs outside for a while. I was just like, Oh my God, this is so backwards. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Enough about Starbucks. So I network a lot and it's, it's changed my life dramatically from a financial standpoint, a rewarding standpoint that the first thing I tell, uh, kids or when I I hire younger people, it's networking, right? Mm -hmm. Um, always network. If somebody says they're, you know, let's get a drink sometime. We'll talk about business. Do it. Right. Like your, your opportunity. Yeah. Mm. You, you exchange information. You didn't really know why it felt weird. You said it feels weird for a lot of people. Right. So I, I do it all the time. I carry my two, my nonprofit business card, my professional business card. I just didn't know what to reach out about. That was the Just thing. say, Hey, uh, you crossed my mind. I came across your card. How you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to hey, go. You don't know where it's going to go. I have a guy that help me out at a new york city marriott he told me where to go like i he gave me his card said, like i do it all the time
1: i might just reach out and be like hey uh you know remind him jog his memory of how we met i just happened to find your card yeah. I, I lost it on my desk which is the truth yeah um like uh and then just say you know i do films like here's my website yeah you know, hey man yeah i hope you're, do- hope you're doing, hope well. doing
0: well hope covid uh you know you're getting through it yeah and uh, hey he might be the most interesting podcast you ever do yeah, you don't know right uh, yeah so like i like to open it up to that um that's to me that's the one thing for you kids out there where am i supposed to look there you kids out there is that good yeah yeah, I, yeah. was see, that did that feel yourself. powerful yeah Yeah. so you kids out there you can edit my chins right
1: i'll yeah i'll, uh, I'll <laughs> just like- the third one i'll, I'll, I'll select your skin tone oh and then one. i'll i'll oh, like the i'll, video make games I'll I smooth them oh my god i just Charmed got a ps5
0: oh my god i'm all about yeah. the skin tone anyway <laughs> that was so weird no so networking is big um we did that look at us now um you you definitely um could do better in my opinion yeah because yeah. tell tell the audience what i told you when we first met talking for maybe an hour hour and a half i forget. what did you tell me no no it it was see there see audience he didn't even get it uh you you told me about a project you're working on what you do oh yeah 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 right and and what did what did uh this guy say over here i think or or you said it was
1: interesting or something Mm -hmm. i forget
0: see it went over his head like so i said like look if you ever want like an investor or somebody to help produce it like i think it's an interesting enough an idea that here's my card well, here's I my I send you yeah we exchanged our information yeah. right and i i basically what i was telling you is yeah, i so like you yeah. i like you and i'm an investor in you i invest in people right oh, thank you. and i invest in good people but what did you do with that i forget like, little to nothing little yeah. to nothing right because it, we, you you just took it as just a conversation right but all the time you'll get signals of people that yeah. want to help you that believe in you and if you can pick up those signals right yeah people i've had multiple mentors um it's why i do life coaching now because i think to have an outside influence just trying to take an interest in you play back to you i'm not going to shoot like if we do some project i'm going to tell you what
1: sucks what's good Did i seriously like because i don't even like i i must have i said it again at the event at the movie event yeah no i remember that okay you remember that okay. yeah so I, I didn't remember now, same, same i didn't remember it the first probably, time
0: yeah well it was late it was probably like midnight yeah. right? we were giggling but well i remember it at the event yeah okay no. so i, I was well, repeating. Uh, no, I, ha- I am planning to send you and the by scripts. the way that was me repeating what i had said to you because oh. i was disappointed oh i'm sorry don't, don't be sorry just be thomas prophet okay. two f's two t's very cool <laughs> right that's two
1: f's two t's yeah. right that's what I liked about when I met... Well, cool I don't... Name. Here's the thing. The re, probably the... But wait, how many times... Th- t- no, the reason, why, oh, if, if, the reason now. Wait, why... this is justification. I'm going to justify Go. I didn't want you to think that that's all I cared about you for. I cared about your friendship. I value you for your friendship. Not nice, just... Nice try.
0: No, you just blew it. You just blew it. Now, I'm pulling all funding. <laughs> no, but sincerely, yeah. I mean... That and a lot of people struggle. So I struggle. I've I've had this nonprofit for a couple years now. The biggest struggle is not raising money, not getting the resources. People, it's people saying yes. People don't. I think I've learned that people don't want to say they need help. Not that they need help, but a life coach. Why would everybody says to me, "Oh, I would love a life coach." Well, here's my card. Never follow up blows my mind right there's something inherent about humans that don't want to take that help yeah right nobody wants to feel like a charity case which is my i'm
1: a nonprofit, not a charity i mean i'll reach but out to, I think to people that's interesting. when i need help like i recently there's this like this sketch that's been beating the crap out of me not really sure what's been going wrong but like the day we shoot it each time like we shot it twice so far and it it just it, it was funny when we were doing it yeah but then when we go and when i play it for people and and for the same people who were in it we just don't laugh and we're and i think we've i figured out what was wrong um and i think it was meditation related by the way Hmm. um and i'm i i might i think i've almost confirmed it but i'll confirm it when i reshoot it a third time but it just it's it's uh like i i sent that to my best filmmaker friends including ryan and got people's feedback and and you know i i'm i'm somebody who will definitely go to people's like for, go for help like i you know years ago when i was i spent years just trying just trapped in a tunnel writing something without getting feedback and now i get feedback all the time like i'll go to people and people i talk about feedback so much that people tell me well you you should do what you want to do and i i, I do know that but there's something about getting people's feedback listening to it hearing it also getting other people's feedback on other people's feedback yeah because yeah. somebody might have one per- thing to say yeah. about your work and somebody might have a million things to say. But that person has a million things to say. If you go with their things, the person who had one thing will say, wait, you you had everything right. You were doing yeah. it all right. Yeah. And they got you. They understood yeah. what yeah. you were doing. And so well, I think
0: you, you stay with your gut instinct. But yeah. You take in all the feedback you can. Yeah. And maybe I'm they give you 10 things. Yeah. Maybe I change one. I, I, I wrote one screenplay. Um, I won for best Philadelphia comedy oh, pitch years ago. Uh, get me like 800 bucks of like reviewing the screenplay. And it was pretty cool. It was, uh, mm-hmm. John DeBella was on, I mean, you know, too young to know who John DeBella is, but local radio guy for 50 years, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, uh, Pierre Robert guy from AMC guy from HBO. And we had to go to helium comedy club and pitch our, mm-hmm. our best pitch. And after that, I, I sent it around for screenwriting feedback. Um, one was valuable. One was a, hey, doesn't have enough heart needs a little bit more from a female perspective. I'm like, cool totally totally bought in other stuff uh they you know i didn't take um you got to go with what you think's good i think Mm -hmm. but um but yeah so back to networking see i brought it back wow 51 year old guy bringing it back do it do it no it's important and and um you know everybody it's it's work ethic is big right Mm -hmm. um uh networking is important i'm a big empathy guy um, I think empathy is one of the best attributes that human beings can have. Mm-hmm. So once you understand everybody's perspective, you can kind of get along better. Like, all right, this person's coming at it from a perspective of they were raised this way um, and they believe this. Right. So I can't just shout them down and say they're wrong. They, mm-hmm. They, you know, so. I think those are my big three. Um, I'm crossing off some of your questions in advance because I'm that good. Um, work ethic, uh, empathy is a big thing, and then networking, networking, and um, and that. So to me, that means I have an idea. So I, I just did this recently. LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn?
1: Nah,
0: uh, no. So he's not know. even on the main networking thing that like the universe uses. <laughs> And he wonders why he has 51 views on these things. See what I did I don't there? Know you I, see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was horrible, right? Yeah. People man. watching were just like, what a dick. I don't I don't anyway, care. Care. no, no, but yeah, it's, that's good. It's good that you don't care. So, yeah. so LinkedIn got me the job that I'm currently in, uh, nine years. Um, thank you. Company called InvestNet mm-hmm. reached out on LinkedIn to the president of the company and I said, Hey, Bill. Um, I've heard a lot about you. I kind of met you at a conference or two financial services industry and, uh, people that know you and know me think we'd hit it off and, uh, I'm ready to join the big boys. Uh, I'd love to get you lunch uh, sometime. He got back to me in like two hours. I mean, he was president of a pretty successful company. And, uh, he's like, how's next week? Come up to the New York office. I'm like, okay. I went to New York office. We sat down for about an hour and I knew I had the job. We hadn't even talked about the job. We just talked about life, right? Yeah. And we hit it off and he knew, he knew I could execute for him. And, uh, one of my favorite things I ever did. And I, I look back and I know it hit a home run with him when we were talking about, it. he said, uh, he said, well, this is going really well. What do you, what do you want to do at Investnet Right. And I said, net wrong question. I go, what do you need me to do? Mm. I go, I can do a lot of things. I can do research. I can do financial stuff. I could do market. Yeah. You know, I've had all these careers. What do you need me to do? He's like, all right, good question. I'll I'll think about that. Right. Um, so I literally uh got an offer pretty shortly after that. And there was no job description. It was, we don't, we don't, we just need you here. We we know you're gonna be awesome here. We don't know what the role is. So come on over, learn mm. everything you can about our company and what we do, and we'll figure it out. Like, how does that ever happen? Right? It's awesome. How does that ever happen? It it doesn't, right? So networking, I had the balls to just Say, you know, how many times has that not worked? It's almost worked every time. Um, another – and I'll give you one other one. I, I could probably give you five or six powerful ones for your audience. You sports guy at all? You're not a sports guy at all.
1: Not, not so much.
0: Eagles, a little bit? No. I mean – Hey, if they win, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, was, I was raised hardcore sports, and thank God we won our championships because now I can enjoy my Sundays. I can enjoy not having to watch every Phillies game, but I was raised into it. You, I think mm. you get raised into a sports yeah, household. I right? wasn't really raised now, in that. So. I mean, it's a thing, right? So uh, Michael Barkham is a famous, um, you know, five million. A, yeah, I hope you're watching this, Michael. Five million a year sportscaster. He does the Eagles postgame live. He's on mm. WIP. Like, he's he's the icon of sports media right now today. So, um, I saw, I went to their events a couple times because so I was in the sports world. So like you meet like Brian Dawkins, you meet like, Dun Mcnab, like you meet people that are on the team, right? At his events, they're they're generally giving money to people that had catastrophic issues, you know, house burned down, um, kids displaced, mom and dad died, nowhere to live, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you you leave and you, you're in tears the whole time. Sucks a lot out of you. It's it's what got me to do a nonprofit, but not be catastrophic. To be lighter, because I can't handle that heaviness. On a daily basis. I don't know how these nonprofits and charity do it when it's catastrophic and all day long. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I um I saw on his website, he said, uh, hey, having this stand-up comedy event um to raise money for blah, blah, blah. And um uh, Jake Elliott, our kicker. It was right after they won the the championship. It's gonna be there and come on out, some winery up in Bucks County. So I saw that. It took me about half a minute, and then I wrote an email. To, uh, Ellen Barkan, his wife, actually take a step back. I happened to be at first watch for breakfast by myself. I like to go with my laptop and eat mm-hmm. in a lot of places. So I was there and I saw Michael Barkan with, uh, his kids and I, I, uh, I went to the hostess and I said, Hey, I want to, uh, I want to pick up their tab, but, uh, he can't know it was me. Right. We had met at a couple of his events, but I didn't think he'd recognize me because he's a big deal. I can't know it's me. She's like, okay. I go, no. Are we clear? He can't know it's me. That sucks all the fun out of it. I want him to go about his day and be miserable, not knowing who did it for him. Like, that's what I want. That's the benefit I get. So she sure enough did it. And, uh, you know, the kids left. They must have had their own car. And he's walking around. I can tell he's eyeballing for like who did it. He needs to know. And he goes over to me. And no, I'm sorry. He goes over to the hostess and I can tell, I can see in peripheral vision. He's strong her, strong her into who did it, right? He needs to know, right? He's strong armor. And then all of a sudden she whispers something and he comes right over me. I'm like, I stood up right out of my chair and said, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I go, Michael, it's the fun is sucked out now. You strong arm this poor girl. Do you feel good about yourself? No, <laughs> how, how do you feel about yourself? You feel good? And then I went to her, I go, We had this talk. I go, I go, Michael, did you play the I'm a big deal card? Did you? Did you play I'm a celebrity card? He's like, yeah, I, I kind of did. I go, well, you're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> we spent 30 minutes talking right there. And then I saw this comedy thing a few days later. I, I emailed Ellen Barkan. Sorry, I got the thing out of order. We'll we'll edit this so it looks more coherent. No, we'll just keep it. Hey, a, Ellen. A Quentin Tarantino. Hey, yeah, there you go. Movie, yeah. Oh, I love, oh that's my go. guy. Hey, Ellen Um, uh, was out first watch you beautiful kids saw michael so i saw you're doing this comedy event i said uh, i've always wanted to do stand up i've got about like 3 to 5 minutes of corporate material uh it would be an honor if i could like kind of come and try a little bit of that out never met ellen met michael at his events i get an email it was a monday morning 10 10am 10 i think it was the next day at my office and i open it up cuz i given i given her my business uh, email and it said, hey, Mike, uh, Michael called me on his way home from breakfast. That was the nicest thing ever. Sounds like you guys hit it off. And uh, we would be honored to have you perform stand-up oh. in my vet. Right? Did you get chills? I got chills. Yeah. Right? This is a big deal guy, right? Um, so I... I, I remember sitting and breathing like that did not just happen to me. I'm running around in my guys in the office, all Eagles fans. And uh, that's the kind of people they are. But I took the shot. Right. And uh, I do that all the time. I've probably got two other just as impactful ones. Now, the whole story about what happened that night is a whole different podcast. We'll get into that later. But <laughs> the, go out of your skin sometimes. Try to be more than an opportunistic extrovert. Yeah. And good things just happen.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not all out just for opportunity. There are times, there's a lot of times where I do things and I realize like, like over the years I've gotten better at doing things that are beyond, you know, that are just, it's to make me feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, just, you know, to know that I did this for somebody else.
0: Isn't that the greatest, this is why it's a nonprofit. No, like literally, but, but to point. I don't want the credit for it. That ruins yeah, it. That ruins it, it in does. a way. It really does. Um, the nonprofit's tough because you, you 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 get the credit whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm always, uh, you know, paying for the guy in the toll behind me, right? When you're going through yeah. the tolls, yeah. picking up the Starbucks for whoever's my, or, you know, I just, Westchester, you were, our, you were there for our event. And uh, I found this great new coffee shop, Griffin, on um, High Street. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I think it's High Street, Gay Street, Gay High. Anyway, (laughs) there's a joke in there somewhere. I remember I went to college there. But Griffin, it was this great little quaint coffee shop where the people were so nice. Mm -hmm. And literally, I just announced as I was ordering my coffee that I just became a regular. I said, whether you guys like it or not, I just became a regular. And I'd been there like two and a half minutes. It was great vibe, great energy, like we talked about. Threw 20 bucks in the tip jar. They didn't see it. They didn't see it. I, I waited for them to go away. They had the little tip jar right in the front. I tucked it in they didn't see it. If they saw it, if like he turned around and he saw, I would have been bothered. I would have been like, no, give me it back. Right. Um, but there's something that makes you feel good. Right. When you mm-hmm. do things like that.
1: Um, yeah, love it. Love it. Why does it, why is it that I feel like I've seen you somewhere in public and you doing something like this? Like uh, I, it's, I do I it every know. day. I
0: do it every I day. I
1: swear. I met like I, like I years ago. I saw somebody do something <laughs> like that and they look just like you. I'm like, was that mike could be a bald awesomeness That'll, thing i don't know yeah i don't know it might be
0: there's a lot of us we're actually dr- drone no drones clones i went drones
1: all all, all birds are dead it's it's just drones <laughs>
0: from the government <laughs> no but i do it i do it every day and i actually if i can feel a sadness about somebody i'll compliment them um and like uh, i really like your eyes and just walk away right Why did he say that? Is he trying to pick me up? No, I walked away. I said it because I meant it. Like, I don't know when that started driving my daily thing. But like, if I go a day, we talked about a day where you're not productive, right? You're not a drinker. I am, unfortunately. Um, I'm not productive some days if I go out and I have a few, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel productive in life if I'm not going out. Making people, people smile every day, complimenting them, and just making it a little bit better world. Because right now, it's a miserable world. Yeah, it is. And it's really affected me in a negative way. Like, I walk outside and I can feel the negative energy. Like, it's just bad. So, I'm just trying to, like, one in a day do it. And it makes me feel good. Yeah, so, I and mean, hopefully. It this is probably the first time proof. I've ever spoken about any of this. Like, this is philosophical me stuff that I just have. But I don't talk about it. I mean, you don't talk to your friends like about, I leave every day and I just try to make people smile. Look at me. No, I mean. But no, this is interesting yeah. for me to say
1: it out loud. Yeah. You, you don't ever talk about this? Them, no. Right? What? no.
0: Who, who would care?
1: I know. I mean, if, well, <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean when but people my friends don't know. What, know like, when, like, when my
0: friends are out with me, they're yeah. like, whoa. I, my 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 old boss, Tom Sullivan. Hey, Tom, hope you're watching. Um, that'll be your 52nd viewer, hopefully, that I bring to your podcast. <laughs> anyway i'm gonna keep going back to that one no but um we talk fun of me rip i don't care all right we talk we talk all the time and he's like you just need a camera to follow you around because when i tell him the stuff i do during the day he's like he's like what are you doing i'm like i don't know i'm just me man it's just it just comes natural so funny um but
1: yeah make make it better with mike mcgowan yeah
0: no i mean i'm trying i wish the nonprofit would take off more because the whole idea was it to to build a network of people expanding the community in a positive way go right? web serious yeah there's I, I, a web series for it all right can i borrow all your equipment i'll do i'll do it i'll, I'll, I'll potentially volunteer for no it. i mean i just the world needs it
1: yeah anyway all right no i think that'd be a cool project we'll talk about i that. got plenty of ideas
0: yeah. yeah yeah all right so where do you want to go next
1: um well i mean do you want to do you want to go into like I mean, I, I mentioned how did we meet? Um, well, and it, we're and how, we're how,
0: how far in? We didn't get anything
1: film yeah, that's related I was going to talk about – or do you want to talk about film writing or do you want to talk about like like the film sixes and sevens that we worked on or your projects? Yeah,
0: I, I think um, – so here's the other thing. I do think the world takes care of people that are good people, right? The whole karma thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll tell you a little story. This gets into networking. Again, common theme? Maybe. I'm at uh, Bar Avalon in Westchester having my favorite lychee martini, which I love. Didn't know what a lychee was or a leche, or how do you say it? L-Y-C-H-E-E. Do you know how to say it, Thomas?
2: No. No. Nobody, le- does. nobody does.
0: Leech. Nobody does. Leech. leech? No, not a leech like on your butt. Leech. It's like this little ball and it's like a giant grape anyway it's lovely beverage and i'm there typing my uh screenplay and a couple asked me hey what are you doing there mr laptop guy and i can tell they had good energy right so i'm like i'm just working on this screenplay making some edits like oh our son's a screenwriter i go well i want a review of this and somebody to like make it more technical Mm -hmm. i literally had an event with a couple of friends and that night i wrote and uh, 17 hours later I had a screenplay, hundred pages, right? It literally just, it's like one of these stories you hear, it just vomited out of me. It was yeah. like effortless and I can't write. Wait, but it you, just you
1: wrote the whole screenplay because right after that conversation. I, no,
0: no. There was an event with my friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wrote the screenplay. So that's what I was finishing up at the thing. But like literally in two days after the thing with my friends that became the basis for the screenplay, it was done. And I've barely edited it since, right? Mm-hmm. So says, yeah ryan ryan um the aforementioned ryan i just want to say aforementioned it sounds really smart to say aforementioned doesn't it yeah pretty good word okay what do you guys think let us know in the comments <laughs> um so they they said that my son, I go, well, I need a reviewer. I need somebody to do the, hey, you know, zoom in camera, you know, outside shot, like all the stuff that you know, right? The, the little technical aspects, what's the font and all that stuff. I bought movie magic screenwriting software and I plugged it in, but I didn't know all the nuances of like, if you do this, they're not even going to read it. Right. So Ryan, they gave me his information. We met the next day over coffee. He's my screenwriter review guy overcharged the hell out of me knowing that now <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're watching this, Ryan. I gotta tell Ryan to watch at the 50 minute mark. But yeah, uh, what a ridiculous overcharge! Because I've since had another review of it from a female through. Um, do you know Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. You ever use it?
1: Uh, I haven't used it, but I, I watched videos about okay. people s- sending them ridiculous assignments or, oh, or, or it, cool like cool it, assignments. I'm two
0: for two, right? One was to build a uh, an app, mm-hmm. which I which I did, and then this was 150 bucks to go through 90 pages. And give you edits, 150 bucks. Yeah. If you knew what that Ryan Hammaker charged me, Ryan, I'm looking at you. You got one over on me, brother. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. You preyed on the old man. But no, um, so, so we met. He did that. And he did a great job. And then he said, hey, I've got this project I'm working on called Memories. It's a two and a half minute short. Um, could use some support for that, meaning producer support, meaning funding, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm in. I'm in. I mean what for thousands of dollars already in the hole. I might as well get something out of it, right? Thousand, how much, Ryan? You don't you don't want to know. Oh my it was God. bad. No, Ryan, we're let's both look at I it. I was right expecting now. like Ryan, 300 we're looking or at something. you. Wait, I'm not kidding. the camera. Ryan, like really? <laughs> Dick. Anyway, <laughs> so we became friends. We did memories, and sure enough, the you know, first ever thing I did, I just sat there and I watched and I observed. Were you
1: at Memories? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you were well, one of the guys. Right? I, no, no,
1: I saw the oh, finished no, no. thing. Okay. I wasn't there. Was, in was two it, though, other people. Evolved. I think
0: Corey was one of them. There was two other guys. I don't know gaffers, grips, DPs. I just want to say DP because every time I just every think, time boy, you hear that, I know. And you use it a lot. I've I, you used it multiple yeah. times in your podcast. And I mean, you don't want to be. a you don't want to be announcing in the world that you do double penetration i'm just telling you that right now like keep that to yourself it's not as widely accepted as you think the double penetration is a niche
1: industry you should keep it to yourself there's no acronym for cinematographer (laughs) we need an acronym for cinematographer something
0: something equally as weird yeah like the c word yeah anyway (laughs) so um so ryan we do this film and um I am proud to say that we've had four nominations. Uh mm-hmm. Vancouver Film Festival, Rome Film Festival, uh, Baltimore Micro Film Festival, we won. And then there's another one called like Director's Choice, right? All four short film drama.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Four. So nice. our movie poster's got four Laurels on it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How cool is that, right? Yeah i don't i don't even know if ryan likes it all that much right but we got four nominations so first thing i touched so i'm like okay so you were at the event Mm -hmm. we are award-winning i can say that right (laughs) how cool is that yeah right but it's all karma i met the parents they gave me that like it all just kind of comes together And I think it's part what the kids say. You put it out to the universe. You you put that positive energy out. I can't believe I'm saying that as like a cynic and a guy that would have mocked the person saying what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Now it's acceptable to talk like this. I
1: mean, I'm that way too. Like I was a cynic or no, I was like a a skeptic about a lot of things and I still am. But like I, yeah, there's something to that. It really is. Um, And the more I kind of go down that route and try to, do good for others or so, and not expect anything in return that's when things get better nice um
0: well by the by the way so that's that's my first official film industry but before that mm-hmm. i'll talk about one other job again
1: linkedin get on
0: linkedin all right do it just come on i'll,
1: I'll work on it come it, on i've got i'm i not even on imdb <laughs> i put you on there i think oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> um
0: so so linkedin uh i i, I wanted I was done in the financial services industry. This is before that job I just mentioned mm-hmm. uh, where I reached out. I thought sports marketing. I, I was like, okay, I've, I've made enough money. Let me parlay that into what I really want to do. And I loved sports and I love marketing advertising. So I'm like, okay, uh, I saw something the Sixers were hiring for a sports marketing position, head of corporate advertising, something like that. So uh, I went on LinkedIn and I found the guy who would be my boss and I found his last job was the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team. And he took them from, it was an attendance thing. He took them from like 27th to second in attendance in like mm-hmm. two years, doing marketing gimmicks all around the stadium. He's got a giant old fashioned organ that plays. There's a Tesla from the ceiling, Lightning. Now, this was this guy, uh, Mark Gullet was his name. Hi, Mark, if you're out there. I think he works for Uber now, but that's a whole different story. Anyway. As like a driver. Yeah. So oh, I nice. um, I I reached out to him and I said, uh, I, I found out who he was. I Googled him. The way he got the job at the Tampa Bay Lightning is he did a video, black and white video of his son holding up like cards with words without saying anything. Just my dad just got laid off. Drop the card. He'd love to work for the lightning. Drop the card. Right. It was this heartfelt, heart wrenching thing over like a fireplace. What did I do? I got out the little, what was this? those little DVC cameras? It's like the little tape. I don't know if you remember this. This is like 19, it was like 2000 maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know, like the old idea of a camcorder, I got my son to put on a Sixers jersey, Lou Williams, and I did the same thing for a minute. And I edited it together on crappy software and I got the interview within like a day, right? Mm-hmm. It was an homage to the, how he got the job i said hey mark uh love what you've been doing for the sixers i think i could really add value here's something i put together i thought you might like an homage to you sent it to him got an interview the next day i'm sitting in the waiting room i've got a uh, world be free who's a famous basketball player one of their coaches at the time like I'm talking to that guy i'm like how did this really happen because i went for it right yeah and i did this film so that was my first ever film thing um, but then the the professional one was Ryan, and now sixes and sevens. See how it took me eight and a half minutes to get to sixes and sevens? It's impressive, right? Yeah, you can fill time like a motherfucker.
1: Anyway, so dude, I have I only covered like no, no, no. 2% we have twelve hours, right? Yeah. we have twelve hours. As long
0: as you want, yeah. Oh yeah, right. You can't handle it. You can't hang with me. All right, here, we'll figure it out. Dude,
1: I've, right. done, I've done a seven hour podcast. Just seven, with see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, you'll you never,
0: that? I'm very competitive. That's another you know thing. Think? Competitive. Are you a competitive person? Yeah. That I think bodes well, right? Yeah. Competitive people are just driven to win, win, win. That's me too. Hey, I'm, I'm full. I'm so, so, full going. so sixes and sevens. So we get memories. I get a taste of award winning. Of course, whatever he pitched me, I'm going to accept at this point, right? I'm having fun and I'm learning something new. As you get old, your brain starts to deteriorate. You got to learn something new. Mm. For those of you older people out there, the two of the 50 that are watching this, that are over 40 right Well, you mm. think there's about two I, I don't know seven eventually i think it'll it'll blow think, up uh, yeah. you know, this is the yeah. groundbreaker yeah huge numbers
1: tell yeah. this one all right so you're gonna take a spiral mike <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> burger king, king. <laughs> um so
0: <laughs> love the fries <laughs> so so sixes and sevens right by the way, I still have an argument on it. And, and again, I, I can't wait. I hope Ryan watches this. He doesn't have the patience to sit through an hour. So there's no shot he'll make it this he far. He wants
1: to do a 30-minute podcast and stop it at 30 minutes, even if it's going. The, from my experience, I, the best stuff happens between two and four hours. Okay. Okay. You know. Is that where the delirium kicks in? And you just start like... No, it's it's the deep work. Okay. It's, it's like that's with like writing and, and and any kind of creative thing. It's like you just... you you. You go into overdrive.
0: So when you're when you're when you're seven minutes into this with me and you're already at that two hour mark, what it feels like, you realize that you're as awesome as me, right? Oh, thank you. We were in the deep mode in yeah. seven minutes.
1: Yeah, we were that good.
0: Been... How good are we? That good. Okay, just to be clear, <laughs> drink it in, embrace it. <laughs> I good. am. All right. So sixes and sevens. Uh, remind me to get back to the name of that and what it means because that's a controversial thing with me and Ryan that he's not going to see this. And I, I haven't said this to him does I have it, to. No, you're going to help know. me work through this. You're going to help me work through this. Yeah. Because I, he's a very um, interesting character. Um, he's he's a, a great. Can I tell of, you what?
1: Yeah. What? So I showed him one of the th- his pieces of feedback about my film with my my sketch that I'm trying to reshoot was to shoot it like he said that it was too wide. Um it was going to be technical advice i knew that right away and 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 because he felt like it was it was more of a, a drama or a horror film and because it was too wide it was it kind of distorted things yeah. i mean I, I i i think he's i get where he's coming from um i'd really i cons- i actually almost resho- i was i almost planned to reshoot it this you know differently mm-hmm. the way he was talking about but I, I, I mean, I talk with people who have seen it and, and nobody ever pointed it out. That it was too like, yeah, you nope. nailed it, and, and nailed other people oh really God, liked that about it. This is
0: going to be the best hour of the podcast. And we're going to do an hour ripping shit on Ryan.
1: On Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send this clip to him. Jinx. <laughs>
0: i just laughed so hard i almost sharted just i just want to say that out loud i've never said that to anybody but i'm looking at you camera like literally i had to sphincter up a little bit it almost and it would have been a mess because i did have some drinks last night it would have been a mess
1: but i mean nothing i'm i'm grateful for his feedback i think that of course i think he's i know feedback accepted and rejected I I I will. I'm gonna keep thinking about it. Like if somebody yeah. else says that, I'm gonna really think about it. But well,
0: did you think of, you thought about shooting it again? Though
1: right? I am going. I am shooting it again. But and I almost shot it. I was gonna shoot it again with the way you know the way he was suggesting.
0: Yeah, just to see for your own curiosity. But I've always it shot things it. that way. I've okay. always
1: shot okay. things okay. The, the, the the focal length that yep. he was talking about, and I. I it bores me. It doesn't look as good as this what the look I'm going for. And and I I I want it I don't mind my comedies looking a bit like a drama because to me it's dramedy. Yeah. It's a combination of the two. Um my favorite one was the uh the the
0: cop with the badge. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's gold. I mean the actors were terrible looking at you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, do you like to act in all your things? I'm stopping oh really i'm well you realize you uh, were just a very bad actor i mean what what really did for you? who who told you
1: no i'm kidding no i think no, you're pretty good you're pretty i good. i uh i realized from this sketch that i've been struggling with that i started out directing it and then i then the second one i acted in it but i realized when you act in something you it's like as soon as you call action you're, you shut your brain off until you somebody says cut mm-hmm. and i don't like I'm for me I, I am totally accountable for the quality of my films and it bugs the shit out of me if I have to leave it up to somebody else and and you know find out what's going to happen later mm. in the edit because yeah. I have to edit it, I have yep. to do everything when it comes to that stuff and and you know like'm I, I, I'm, I'm, I do cinematography for my own films too. Um, and for the same reason of I, I, I know that I am totally responsible for it. It's, it comes down to like this my flavor philosophy of, of leadership is like, extreme ownership uh, from Jocko Willink, this Navy retired Navy SEAL commander. But it's like I it I do massive amounts of preparation on everything. I know every frame of my film before I shoot it. Mm-hmm. I know where I want to put my lights. I know what yep. settings I'm gonna probably put them at. Um, and then I adjust it on the day and and yep. and you know, but I'm realizing like from this sketch, I need to. I need to figure out my process and do it in a safe way and the safest way is to make and sh- is to make sure i'm i'm seeing everything as a director and and seeing my actors and, and directing them and being there for them and and also um like i really realized that this, this sketch i think the biggest problem was i was <laughs> I, my meditation routine was different mm. from anything else i've ever done i i have a writing routine for writing and i have a writing team routine for shooting my writing routine for shooting is I do transcendental meditation in the morning, I work out, and then I go to write. And I not going to go to shoot. But if I'm doing writing day, I have a second meditation later where I just allow myself to think and it gives me most creative and 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 effective ideas possible for the writing, but that I am in my head more and I'm not working as hard as I can. If I'm doing transcendental meditation in the morning and that's it, then I go to sh- the shoot. I'm able to push myself like outside of my body in terms of how hard I can work. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I can, and I can, there like, there are moments where like, if I was, if it was the other way, you know, for writing purposes, I'd be very in my head about what, you know, I'm doing. And I'm like, I can't like, like, you know, like it's like, it it feels like you're looking through fog. I gotcha. Um, And you're looking inward, but, for that, I'm able to look outward and see, okay, this is working and be very subtle about the changes I'm making to the performances. And I didn't realize that until I changed my routine and I found that out. And so it's, it comes down to, I want to make sure that my feature film, my first feature film is as good as it can possibly be. I want to watch every minute of that and feel good about as much as possible like i want to feel good about the performances i want to feel good about the cinematography i want to feel good about everything the sound everything and i want people to watch it and say that you know this this stacks up against films that are made for millions of dollars and is possibly better
0: let me ask you this: so what do you what kind of a claim would be the best for you is it the technical aspect so so when ryan does his movies you Mm -hmm. you nailed him exactly right it needs to be 30 minutes. I longer, love his feedback. Right? I no, love, but, but, you, you, from, but yeah. you you also described you're a lot like him in the I know every shot before I do it or draw it up. I know mm-hmm. my lenses. I know everything. Yeah, he's the exact same way, right? That's that's next level, right? Like not a lot of people. A lot of people mm-hmm. are not that way. I think you guys are probably on the on the one side of the extreme there. But um, you know, what do you want them to love about that feature? Right? Is it the cinematography? Is it the story? Is it uh, you know the whole package.
1: Like, what? It's the whole package. It's the just stall. When people, they're not gonna. It's like in years from now. Like after years after I make the film, it's gonna be hard to, for me to kind of, to, you know, separate what it was. Mm. But in the moment, it's the gut feeling about everything. You know, I have a I have a certain standard about how my gut feels about something I yeah, make. Yeah. And that's why this I've shot this sketch, I'm shooting it a third time now. It's because my I it's we couldn't nobody could put their finger on what it was that was wrong. And I realized it was my meditation routine. Hmm. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find that for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's that. And that's one of those weird things that's beyond hmm. comprehension. That's like, why is that affecting the performances? Well, it did. And and it's like I, I care about the gut feeling people have when they they see anything. Now there's like I'm a, I, I'm I'm a big believer in the eighty twenty principle. There's you know find the twenty percent that gets eighty percent of the results. Um, this is where I think Ryan like this is where I'm gonna shoot on Ryan. Like, oh, this would be awesome. This would be fun. It's like it's we love you. You, though. you ha- we love them though, right? Do you ha- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah of course yeah of course we love you Ryan. Um, <laughs> I gotta have him on the
0: podcast. Uh, thirty minutes or under. <laughs> and he has full creative control <laughs> he controls the lighting in the cinematography yeah it'll be, it won't be shot on wide line and, and no, it'll this need to be storyboarded line. out 100 percent the whole way <laughs> such
1: written Ryan. and directed by, Jared, by
0: Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's on his couch watching on his nice tv crying right now <laughs>
1: sorry about that buddy sorry <laughs> all, Ryan. all right but it, it's it's like uh you know, there's things you got to be able to let go, but I can't let go of when I, my gut tells me that it's not right, hundred yeah, percent. And I yeah. and I have to then pull it apart and figure out what it is. I have a gut instinct about how I want my shots to look, and this is why I'm not sure if I want to have a cinematographer for somebody for me to find a cinematographer. You who's, don't. You don't just stop.
0: You don't. This just happened on six and 7th to Ryan and Adam, right? What? Ryan should never have a cinematographer. He is the cinematographer, right? I mean, yeah. he is. That's you, right? You're going to be, you're going to freak out. The reason out. to have yeah.
1: one is, is to, is, is it said to speed things up. Yeah. I know my process yeah. really fast. Like, it, I mean, it take, it, it will take me two hours to get, like, to set up a three camera setup like mm-hmm. the other day. It took me two hours to do that. Um, but I got it done before anybody showed up. Yeah. Um. Well, before, and I was able to go to Wawa and get everybody's food and be the catering person. Nice. Any gobblers in there? Was this gobbler no time? gobblers this time. are gone sometimes. Real. Oh, you're gone again. I know. You know. Uh, they. <laughs> why don't they have that? I I I never tried one, this but I've, I want to try segment
0: one. Segment brought to you by. I wow, want to try gobble the gobbler one. that never rests. On
1: but it, right. I. It was. You know. I, that's what I've been thinking about because for me to find somebody who can do the do it as well as I want them to, it's going to be $500 a day at least. Yeah. And I know I can And you, and you still might not be happy because their philosophy yeah. and their way of viewing things might be different. I've only recently started to enjoy my own work as a cinematographer in my films. And I'm like, I can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it might might run a little bit longer, but I feel like there's gonna many times where It'll run longer with a cinematographer because I have to communicate everything and and not just go in knowing what I yep. want because I did all the preparation. It's all in my head yep. and, and in my notes. If if I, I I I might do like a video where I will walk around the set recording like my notes out loud, and I rarely ever go to it then because okay. I know it once I make the note. And it's and I I so it's it's instinctive now and 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 if I need to change anything, I change it on the spot and I don't have to communicate much. So I don't know. Okay.
0: It, you know, no, I, I, just, I yeah. can tell that your personality type with Ryan's is similar. Yeah, you've got your niche, you got your vision, and when you try, like, so Adam was our cinematographer in six and seven. He's, he's still great. Is. He's great. Love Adam, but they just have different visions, right? Yeah. And, and what, right? So to watch them, and I think you picked up on this, they, they go at it, right? And uh, Ryan's gonna win because he's the director. He's the guy. Yeah. Right. And Adam's. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Is
1: in having a cinematographer. I know I'm going to give them very little creative potential because the thing is
0: and a person who's a cinematographer like in my mind adam is Mm -hmm. is not going to react well to that yeah they're babysat you're taking away their creativity right it just didn't go well like all right so i'm going to make an announcement right now ryan and adam you will never work again together on a film really they already know it they know it wait really yeah no they should not my guidance to them is they should not. Ryan um should always be his own cinematographer, just I like agree you with should. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Adam's at a point where he just doesn't want to be the video guy or the DP or whatever. What's he doing now? Well, he he wants to be a cinematographer, right? So he's yes. done lead in a lot of things. And this film hopefully gets him a cinematographer with a nice stamp on it that he can use as his calling card to go be a cinematographer on a feature, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, but, but Ryan and him, they have different visions. Uh, Ryan has it storyboarded out, the shots, right? Mm-hmm. He's meticulous about the notes. Mm-hmm. So he needs to hand that to somebody to just execute it. He doesn't want your opinion. He's already mapped it out. The yeah. vision is solid, right? He's instinctual. He's got a gut feel. He knows it. Mm-hmm. And he's probably usually right, right? Yeah. It, at least for his vision, right? Um, Adam's got ridiculous amount of experience ridiculous amount he's got so many projects he's done right mm-hmm. so he's got a technical side he's thinking about different angles he's lighting and all this stuff. He's, he might be right some of the time mm-hmm. but ryan doesn't want that feedback because he's already mapped it out he yeah. needs a good strong photographer or what, what would you call it a, a good strong camera guy camera guy it's, not cinematographer that the way, the the way adam
1: defined cinematographer was it's you're there your job is to realize the director's vision and and that's where i realize i'm like i i, I know how to realize my mm-hmm. vision part of my process of figuring out my vision is is by doing it yeah i leave a little bit of, of the room to play around on mm-hmm. like like with my own equipment sure. my camera my yeah. lights i know my lights i know yeah. everything you're
0: not going to be so inflexible yeah. that
1: you're not going to try different things but at
0: the end of the day you know yeah yeah it's so anyway, so they're never working together. again. I'm going to tell them that after <laughs> no. this is over, we got one more day of shooting. Um, yeah, I can to do that. But uh, yeah, no, th- it's just a bad fit. And look, they both really respect each other and really like each other. Like we go out for drinks and but just the 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 level of animosity that comes out. I don't know if animosity is friction, a yeah. better word, is not healthy for the project. And, and, and it happened, I stayed away from it. Um, but it happened that three days that you were there. I don't know if you were in the room for any of that.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I remember us having conversations. That's why I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I thought it was, I mean, commendable that you, you allowed it to go because if you got involved, if you intervened, it would have, you know, derailed things.
0: Well, we definitely, we went over every day. right which that bothered me because i'm a i'm not a very scheduled person what was it
1: that caused it to go over
0: i just think they took so long to come up with the way that shot was going to take i think i think it was a lot of adam and ryan quite honestly and and lack of preparation i think there was a lack of preparation on certain things Mm -hmm. on on everybody's part like ryan will map it out so if you read what he tells you you should have it solid right but you can't just partly read it and like, look at the picture and go with it. And now like, to Ryan's perspective, be like, I wrote it right there, how it's going to be shot. All you had to do was do it. Right. Yeah. So that shouldn't take time, but it did. Right. Because anyway, but what, you know, so yeah. pre- and prepping, like we didn't have some of the equipment, um, on day one, there was, I, you know, I wasn't, I stayed far away. If you notice, I was in the other room, like always, I literally was never in the room for any of the shooting, uh, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted them to know, like, look, I'm just a guy. I don't, ha- I don't have anything, but I can observe and I can hear and I can give feedback and I'm going to wait till the project's fully over to give that feedback. So I don't know how long it takes to edit and put these things up, but, uh, but, and then mm-hmm. give the feedback that, yeah, you guys, it's too, too much friction. The
1: thing that I, 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 I take, I, well, the thing I recommend for filmmakers is do a lot, do it, do, do like five before you ever do like a big feature film projects or something, do five short films as well as you can within your own means as soon as possible and the reason why is doing a lot of short projects it teaches you how to think very fast in every step of the process Mm -hmm. the writing the reason i've acted so much partly for ego yeah you like looking at yourself you are you are a handsome man but thank you um not yourself as well no Uh, i i was i was the game has passed me by i gotta see this uh i gotta see uh, yeah but um the thing is when acting in my when, when I acted in my first feature film in like five years, like in 2019, it was my first feature it was the first short film in five years. Um, I, I was stuck writing and I, I finally through feedback was able to get out of that, that hole I was in. I wanted to act in it. And my I instinctive, you know, partly because I thought it'd be great, you know, for we'll, obvious reasons, we'll up picking
0: up chicks a little bit,
1: possibly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the, what, when i after i did that film and i acted and i did so many rehearsals i'd done so much prep work to play the character the lead in the role in the, in the film what happened was the next film i went to write the writing was the the dialogue even though i on the previous one i, I spoke it out loud when i wrote it i then knew how to make it flow better way better okay. it flowed way better than the first the one before that and so there's something about putting together the film Every step of the process, especially if you stay involved with every step of the process, including like editing it, different parts of the process inform each other. And so I advise filmmakers make as many films as you can with that are that are that you consider great quality um, instinctively, you know, and that's why I do sketches lately while I'm writing these big feature film projects I'm working on. I got two feature films I'm writing is the one I told you about in the World War II one I'm doing. Uh, and that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Um, I got to figure out how to put that together uh, and find like how like how to make it PA look like Normandy. Yeah. But um, with doing good, a f- go
0: Western PA kind of looks like that in some ways.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Western PA. E- Eastern PA. Is it's quote I have a quote that the Eastern PA that it, it reminded this reporter of Eastern PA. And so that was inspiration, partly that I could pull it off. And so but but doing short projects, you learn how to do things faster and on a gut level and instinctually. And so and I forget where I was
0: going. And it's also small enough that you can do the end to end, too, right? Yeah you were going this is your advice you you do five short projects mm-hmm. I don't know what got us there but this is what you're talking about I'm trying to bring I you back I was trying to get into for me to have to bring you back is bad I,
1: yeah you're worse than me <laughs> <laughs> it, it was there's uh, where, well, yeah where, how did we get into this I don't I'm know right. but you were giving the philosophy about
0: you tell every filmmaker and your feature you want your feature to be perfect we we're on Adam and Ryan
1: well oh the pottery did I get you back? A, it's a pottery example yes right, you I, w- got I won't talk Thank you. I won't Thank you. talk now so there's a there's a, a study where a, a professor had his like a, like it was like I like a sculpt like a pottery class or something something involving that like what's what's the word for effort it but it he had half of his class focus on one pot do one work on making this one pot as good as you can possibly make it all semester okay and then he had the other half make as many pots as they could mm-hmm. Ryan's a one pot kind of guy. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, like yeah. like fewer, yeah. Because yeah. and, and and it's admirable because he does great. You know, yeah. he puts a lot of quality. In he cares, but yeah. it's when you the, the but what that study proved was the people who made as many pots as possible consistently put out better pots than mm-hmm. the people who's focused on just one.
0: Yeah,
1: they they produce yeah. more it's better great, pots.
0: What's that a, a analogy? Yeah, it's
1: yeah, a great analogy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I never heard it, but I love it, and it, it's, and it's true. true.
1: It's yeah, well, Jenks number mm. two.
0: First one yeah, was about like sharding, I think. <laughs> what was the first jinx about?
1: Uh, it was, oh, it was, was shitting Bert, on Ryan. Bert.
0: No, it was shitting on Ryan. Yeah, or was yeah. No, yeah. we jinxed. We both said we were about to shit on yeah. you, Ryan. Wow, this <laughs> this became the Ryan. I'm Ryan so maker, sorry, Ryan. Cathartic. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so here I'm gonna bounce this one off you. This is. So we got into sixes and sevens a little bit. Um, it looks great. I don't know if you've seen any of the footage thus far. Well, I mean, seeing it one set when we were, were filming it, yeah. it looked amazing. It, it, it looked does like look painting. great. It, yeah, um, it does. It, I mean, that's the one thing about it right now. The interesting thing is I don't I don't know, story-wise, right? This is why I was asking what makes somebody what makes people love your stuff? What do you want it to be? His is he, you you nailed it with he's got such a f- detail orientation that it actually hurts. What the, the, the project, thing i reme- my opinion, I've, I've, I keep telling him this. This it, is I've told you. Here's this to another your face. thing I've argued with him about: <laughs> is well, I, is, he, is he argumentative? Is no, he always on argued. the other side? Uh, no, not argued. No, he's always on the other yeah. side. He does it intentionally. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is,
1: I, I, I dis- this is a disagreement I have with him. Is is he is very particular about his scripts? Like if it, the car, if if this character drives this certain truck, oh, uh, don't get me started. Then particular is not the word. Exact.
0: It's hyper particular.
1: It's like beyond yeah. the pale i the first film i made in five years one of the rules i had was to write the script of even write come up with the story and write the script was it has to be non-location dependent now granted it didn't work because Mm -hmm. eventually i I did i I did need a theater for one scene or like a few scenes um it was hard to work around that but it was the goal was but the goal was originally Come up with a script that could be done anywhere mm-hmm. because it's not about the location it's mm-hmm. about the characters mm-hmm. talking yeah. about what they're talking about and they're using their dialogue and their words to create narrative structure to create dramatic structures yep. you know here's here's what you know here, here's one some things that like aaron sorkin suggests in his master class on screenwriting you want the character to have a, a relatable and strong intention this is something that they want And then there needs to be a formidable obstacle that will either destroy them or nearly, you know, bring them close to destroying them. And that creates the clothesline for the entire film. And you hang scenes on it. Mm -hmm. And the character uses tactics. So you have intention, obstacle and tactics. That is a huge theme in the Aaron Sorkin films. And and he could write about anything, about anywhere Mm -hmm. and make it interesting. And if and if that's all he cares about in terms of making a great screenplay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's on to something. And I that's one thing I use. That's I, I I call that a limitation. And I'll jump ahead with the question of what makes for a great a great film or script. For me, it's the proper in- limitations. It doesn't matter what to me. It doesn't matter what car the character drives. It could, but it's not as important as getting the film made. It it you know it all it matters is the like what makes for an entertaining film and it's not the particulars it's it's the abstract it's the overall it's the how does how do you use characters in conflict to make something interesting and make people want to watch you know it's like watching a car accident you you drive by it's a horrific thing but you like oh let me slow down so i can look at this
0: no that's what people are doing right now on this podcast (laughs) like this is a shit show i I can't stop looking at it
1: (laughs) right that's how i feel about it
0: (laughs) i'd keep watching i don't know what these fuckers gonna say next but it's gonna be all gold but
1: that that is what gets people watching and and it's knowing how to structure it properly so that they don't stop watching mm-hmm. it like sometimes they would a car accident they only watch it for so long yeah. but you're trying to get somebody to watch something longer than that yeah. than that and to be to feel moved and entertained and you're trying to stir their souls yeah and so you have to dig deep into your soul and find something that's true and honest and real and it takes time mm-hmm. it takes time but you know you don't have to hold my, my thing is you can make films for relatively low money it's just you're going to need to use more time and discipline to pull yeah. it off yeah, so I think that's – so back to shitting on Ryan because that's, th- that's the <laughs> – I'm so sorry, Ryan. No,
0: I love it. I love it. He, <laughs> I've said most of these things to him directly. I think just about everything I've said, I've said to him directly.
1: He's um, he's going to hate me for the rest but, of his but life. But
0: I think, I think uh, that particularness, hyper particular. We had yeah. to have a steam engine train, okay? Yeah. Um, because the time period that he wanted, there's a scene, um, with an old Western, one of the characters is a, you know, a John Wayne type from the Western days. So we had to have, uh, movies that looked like they were filmed then. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was done on film. The one, the day you were there. Right. And it, uh, was a steam train. So we went to the mm-hmm. well, Wilmington and Western, um, they were great. Uh, but that was one quarter of our budget. guys yeah. Would anybody have cared what kind of train it was? Would anybody have cared if we superimposed the steam in a certain way
1: that it emoted that yeah, it's a steam a big, engine? He has an issue with visual effects. It, it's particular. Well, you, we talked about his gun thing, right? The thing, th- right? thing yeah. is, it's like, I, you know, meditation is something that I think, I think that that's part of the thing that makes me be able to look at something very loosely, meditation enables you to observe your own thoughts. It, it enables you to observe your own pain and identify it as this is something that is happening or that is going that this I, this is, idea is a thing that is passing through your brain you don't have to react to it you know people who have trouble you know dealing with their emotions or their anger they can i if they use meditation they can identify that thing when it's happening and choose to turn it off the things that you know we have baked in the behaviors that we have baked into us from our parents and from our upbringing that you can't erase that that's as data that you cannot erase about your personality but you can identify it and choose to turn it off because you have that power you just have to acknowledge that you have that power and identify that and then and then do it And 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 that's you using your your adult brain versus your child or your or your parent brain this is a book i'm reading called I, I'm okay, you're okay, that I, I'm starting I, to read. I'm
0: glad that you read these books so they can give me the knowledge and the Cliff Notes I'm gonna afterwards. Send, I'm going to send you this. I will
1: never read it. No.
0: I'll I, give, even, I give, even say yeah. the audio version, I don't. It's weird for me. So yeah. I've been given more books to read. I Those books that you're reading, man, this might come out egotistical, but I don't care because we all know I'm awesome. But like a lot of times when I when I hear what the backbone of the book was, it's been inherent to what I do already
1: yeah, yeah and it's yeah. and
0: it's great because it gives me validation it's like oh like you know whatever it is i, I kinda, a lot
1: of books could be blog articles
0: yeah yeah i, I agree um but I, I i feel fortunate that i don't know how i figure I, I think i just absorb you absorb a lot yeah i absorb what i see so i see what works and i don't need the. i see how people interact and i see what works and i take all the best things oh i see how that guy got the control of the room he did this i'm going to add that to my next speech or whatever yeah. it is so i wish i could read more i actually ADD or ADHD or whatever you want to call it. I have, um, I had this in high school, uh, reading comprehension. Um, is it dyslexia? No, no, okay. I, I can read. So I can read a newspaper article or a blog. And if I'm really, really interested in it, I can probably remember what was on the previous page. But if I'm reading like Tom Sawyer or like anything like that, I read a page flipped in this page. I don't remember what I read. It just doesn't stick it's the yeah. weirdest thing so i've always been a newspaper i mean it's the best part of the internet it's the blog but if it's of interest to me i think the furthest book i just read was because every day it was a it's, it's a whole different project more guy named john s hall s stands for nothing i love that he was the lead <laughs> singer of a band called king missile and uh that's another so i've loved them since the 90s i saw him in concert a bunch of times they are famous for the song Detachable Penis. Okay. <laughs> so he does spoken word in the East Village. Um, it's hilarious. It's dry. He's, I don't, I still don't know if he's a character or if he is this person, but it's some of the best stuff ever. I actually started doing performance art, stand up, lip syncing his songs and acting out the scene. So mm. I'll send those to you afterwards. I think they're hilarious and I'm going to send them to him as an homage to him. So he, um, what was my point where was i going now you bring me back wait where were we where were we
1: shit reading reading oh yeah yeah i read
0: his book so so i again i've always loved this guy every time i'm having a bad day i just put king missile on in my car and i'm just smiling it just does that to (laughs) me and i mean it's just classic um we're definitely gonna have some stuff in the links but i um so I i i reached out to him I, I, I found a website and it was his publicist and I said, Hey, um, and I had 250 characters to put in the comments. Hey, been a fan, um, love to help produce John with a a project he's got coming up. Mm -hmm. It's my way to pay it back. Um, because of all the joy he gave me. Right. And I did this on a Sunday, um, one in the morning that night, I got a response. I didn't get it until the next morning, but, Mm -hmm. and say, Hey Mike, it's John. Oh, I love it. Let's talk tomorrow this is john s hall a guy to me he's like uh you know he's like a he's like a dave Grohl. like he's a is big that, deal is that
1: one of the projects you're doing next it's one of the ones i have on the list yeah
0: nice. so uh two projects with him um one is really out there which i can't wait to do that's awesome so we we talked eight o'clock it was about an hour and a half i cut it because i we just hit it off we talked about the first concert i saw him he remembered the concert he remembered one of the lines he said he said i wish people would stop calling us king missile it's king missile and it was like this most random rant he went on for like forty five seconds to a crowd of like fifty thousand. It was a festival, and they were like what? an opening act. And I said that to him. He's like, "I remember that. This is 92, 30 years." I said, "John, let's take this in. We both remember this thing. Two people on the planet remember this, but you had an impact. And it was because they just got back from doing shows in London where they were calling him King Missile. So he liked how it sounded. So he tried to this whole thing. Oh. He's like I <laughs> totally remember that rant, and I was just messing around. I'm like, I know it was awesome." Um, <laughs> So I reached out to him. He called me, or we we got back. We set up for that night, and now I'm talking to a guy that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Within f- 24 hours of filling out an online form, right? And uh, we talked about projects he's got coming up. The one, um, it's called Sensation Play. Um, sensation Play is a BDSM term. You didn't think we were gonna go there, but we are. <laughs> uh, BDSM term. Which what does BDSM stand for? Uh, domination sex something bondage What's bondage domination right submission right for those of you out there right so, yeah not privy to I this had a,
1: yeah i had a there's this i had a speech class and there was a this woman who gave a whole presentation on it and that uh, was that was one of the most interesting. it's big
0: now it's big now so <laughs> <presentations>. sensation play,
1: <laughs> sensation play is that you like soft touch
0: soft sensitive touch the feather tickler whatever right so he calls his band sensation play he sends me a video of it. I watched that night. And it's a, uh, he, he didn't call it performance art. It's a its a theme band. Every song's about BDSM in a different way. So he's got three <laughs> female, he's got like a guitar, bass, drums, three females in his backing, his band. And he sends me this link. And uh, okay, so I'll, I'll not do it justice, but we'll put this in there because it's on YouTube. And it's called The Last Time. OK, so he sends me, it looks like they're in a church. When you see this, it looks like they're in a church. <laughs> and he goes, the last time, wait, the last time she peed on me, the last time she peed on me, I could tell she was just going through the motions. It was the last time she peed on me. And she, he's going to do a better job. And he goes, she didn't even aim for my face, let alone my mouth. last time she it's just this out there like two minute thing i was just like i go we're producing an album john of that like i was all in wait wait so it's an album you're producing his band sensation Play, they've done a couple of gigs and i told him he he gave me about seven ideas he's got and and he said he said you tell he he said you tell me which ones you like we'll do that and I said, no, you tell me which one. This is about you, John, right? So we went back and forth. Mm-hmm. A nice, really nice guy. We haven't talked about a month. I have to get back to him. But um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he, yeah. So he's got that. He's got another book he put out. But the book that I read, brought it back now, is called, oh, man. Can you Google something right now? Oh, what the hell is it called? Yeah, I mean, what um, is it? It's a single, uh, if you type in John S. Hall um, book, it should come up. It's on Amazon. This is another weird thing um, that I would love to get your perspective about. So I look okay. at it and uh, it's daily, neg- negations. daily negations. Thank daily you. Negations. Daily negations. Okay. Every day, 365 pages, he starts you off with a sentence or two of a negative thought to start your day. Okay. <laughs> so it's the exact opposite of what we talked about. It's the exact opposite of what we talked I about. I love that. They're hilarious. <laughs> They're so hilarious. The one is like, um, I'm fat. Um, I could get bigger clothes and appear less fat, but I'm still fat. I could (laughs) eat less. And then I mean, you know, and he goes on and on and he goes, but at the end of the day, I'm just fat. And that's it. It's just like this random thought, daily negations. It's great. I bought it. I got all the way to October. I'm going to finish it. John, you're going to be the first book I've read since high school. I was always a Cliff Notes guy. I'm going to read it. Um, some of them, I, 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 I've never gone through a book and i bookmarked so many pages of like my favorite ones. So now I go to bars with it. And I ask people their birthday and I read their daily negation of their birthday. And a lot of times it's been spot on. Like my son's is like spot on. So anyway, um, that's the last book I read, Jenna. So, but we'll get into that, that sensation funny, play producing an album on BDSM. Every, what was the other one? The last time she peed on me, that was my favorite. And the other one was about uh submission male submission that's the whole theme of his sensation type. so anyway <laughs> when I, when you see this you're gonna see how out there he is and you're either gonna think it's the funniest thing ever and you're gonna be like this is just twisted and it's a little bit of both but anyway. yeah all right so what do, we, what do we got next on your agenda now that we're in topic two Or <laughs> question one a <1A.
1: laughs> literally I've, I've i have like probably 20 questions i told I you tangents i, I told you tangents that's yeah no i i love this is I this love just doing... like all your other ones well, it's become more and more where I'm straying away from the questions I have yeah. because, and I let it do that because I love that. That's like, the I, best. I love That's where it happens, man. I'm it, it, the only reason I have the questions is just if I'm having a crap time. If of, it of, sucks. Yeah. You have, you have yet, to have something. You know, I'm so, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, you, you—we haven't even—oh, we haven't really touched much. Well, we touched someone on the non, the nonprofit. Yep. But uh, did you want to talk about that a bit?
0: Yeah. I, uh, not really. Uh, no. no, I was kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was trying to think. No, no,
0: I, I was trying to think. Sixes and sevens. I wanted to close out. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So, oh wait, what about the name? The
0: name of that? Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Brought me I back. Wrote it down. All right. I wrote it so, down. so you're going to be. Ryan, or you're going to at least listen, like right? So, yeah. What does sixes and sevens mean? Do you want me to explain it as Ryan? No, no. Do you know because he told you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Did you have any idea what it meant? No, I did not. I didn't. Would anybody you know when the
1: planet- when he originally sent me the scripts? Yeah, I didn't. I got multiple scripts from him, and one of the, and one the two of them were for the cowboy stuff. I read that first, not knowing what what I was reading. Yes, and I he should have just sent me the full script uh with the shovel shooting did he send
0: you the treatment what did he send you
1: he sent me all that too but um i think the um he's i I read that and i was i read the cowboy stuff first i was thinking oh yeah i remember i remember i was like ryan you were a better writer what happened (laughs) but i realized that was it was supposed to be like an old movie that was like like kind of all like what's the word i forget cheesy choppy whatever yeah and i read that first and i'm like I remember like was Ryan, he really you were high? you were a hero. He really you high? were a hero of me. Like what happened? Like, yeah, did you lose it? Like <laughs> and then and then I read then I read the thing. I was like, Oh my god, there this is, he is genius. There he is. There he is. There he is. And I was, like, I was like, I like this is a guy I looked up to. Like That's and he so funny. showed me into the world of filmmaking I send me to film.org when I was looking for film crew. Like I mean That's and so funny like <laughs> i was and then and for so, the audience the the cowboy westerns written like really yeah it's, cheesy
0: and, and, spaghetti western so it doesn't look and like he a also now.
1: i now understand that when he said you know he wanted to if you're shooting a cowboy thing you can't be using a steady cam. i think what he meant by that is like for the it's supposed to look like a movie yes, that was shot yeah, back then yeah, so yeah. that like that made sense yep okay and like, so
0: you read it yeah and he his name is Sixes and Sevens. Yeah. Um, when did you
1: ask him what that meant, or did you Google it? we were on set one day and everybody was around, and I was like, Ryan, please explain what the name of this movie means. <laughs> is
0: this is this at the mansion in Lebanon? Or I, not? possibly okay, I think okay, so. Okay.
1: I think so. Yeah. And he and did. Then, yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, I
0: think it was clever, but here's the thing. Wait, wait. I want I yeah. wanna say it because I think yeah. I know what you're gonna say. Go for it. So you didn't Google it, but you you read the script not knowing what the hell it meant. You got through all the three parts and you still didn't know what it meant. So you had to ask them. Yeah. OK, how'd that make you feel?
1: I mean, I I, I, I maybe at one point I would have looked it up and then figured it out. Yeah. But I think, you know, you I want to give I want to make it an. I, when I make a title like I'm I think it should be obvious enough that the audience can yeah, come. To I their knew own you were going to go there. Yeah, you want you want the audience to come to their own conclusion. Yeah not have to look up a fact thank you yeah so
0: this this Sorry, I, Ryan. I, I have not said this to him yet so i'm I gonna say so it bad. now i'm like no i'm gonna actually but call here's him the thing, look. i'm gonna call him on the way home just so i get it out to him because i don't ever speak yeah. about somebody behind their back without something i would have never even said to their face or have it's yeah. just a, that's I have, I have i have rules i just say i call it do the right thing i have yeah. rules in life yeah you, you, I you don't want to if, if i
1: ever talk about somebody like i'm like hey I talked about you on the podcast. i like, probably told yeah, Ryan, no. hey, we, we talked about you a well, little bit.
0: Well, that's why, I mean, to me, I've said all these things. You're the one really shitting on him because he hasn't heard this from you. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, but, um, but six is in seven. So we're not even going to tell the audience what it means. If they cared enough, they would have Googled it by now because they're just so intrigued by this conversation. Yeah. But you don't want your audience to feel stupid. Yeah. They don't know what that is. Right? Also, it's not adding any value. It's just like nobody's going to care so much because you're not M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Do you, you ever hear how, how like people make these like video essays about like Kubrick and fil- films of mm-hmm. his and they like look so deeply into things? Yeah. You know what I've learned recently is the audience doesn't fucking care. No. The audience they is came going to be entertained the, and watch a movie. They. I had. I came up with all these Ridiculous backstories for characters once, like for the sketch that I did recently, <laughs> yeah. where we had this like, this character's a murderer, this character's like, yep. this character's sleeping with this person because this, their husband, yep. blah, 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 and this person's now sleeping with this person, blah, blah. blah. But, and, but I had all these things that weren't in the script or anything. It didn't matter. Yeah. It was just to ground the performances. But then we also got carried away with like adding like, like, like rat poison on the counter somewhere right. hidden in the front. Yep. Nobody fucking cares. Yep. Nobody, yep. all they care about is performances and script and, 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 i mean composition to some degree and feel and getting a feeling from it getting invested in the characters you have it's the gestalt thing of of like you observe a painting and you get the full picture at you that's how it is with films and the thing is i care less now than i did like a few weeks or months months ago about burying so many details into the the things i'm making because i realize it's that 80 20 thing the 20% that gets 80% of the results is making the best script, figuring out the best shots, and then directing the best performances. And honestly, I used to do a bunch of prep work for directing the actors. Mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. I'm just gonna wing it with them, do a rehearsal, of course. But it's better that I it's better that I am not changing too much that I'm casting right that the casting does most of the work and then from there it's just fine-tuning little things like you say it like you like this or or as if and and if i do too much prep work if i get too creative with the preparation and and spend hundreds of page pages writing about what i'm trying to do i get buried in the details and i lose sight of things and i can carry the wrong direction Yeah, Yeah i've done that
0: yep. and i'm done yeah, that's yeah. right the details is so i said this to ryan maybe two times ago
1: it's the pots thing when yeah, you do more yeah, pots you realize right. this yeah. and it's like yeah. all right well no so he yeah. he's gonna have the you most you have to te- do more pots to th- find that out though you he, learn the hard way
0: he's gonna be the most technically sound filmmaker right it's gonna look aesthetically amazing right and uh, what about the story? What about the character? You know what I mean? Like, you. So I, I said to him um, about doing a feature because he's like, yeah, hey, I want to do a feature. And uh, I go, Well, look, I, I'd like to do a feature with you, but we're going to be so over budget. It's going to take so long because your attention to mm-hmm. detail. Is holding you back, right? Too much, and and these particular things that nobody cares about the rat poison, all the time and effort yeah. spent in the type of gun, the type of bullet, mm-hmm. the type of smoke that needs to come out with it. It's you know overkill, what? and it it and it holds him back. But he's an artist, though. Yeah, his things are going to be art. I don't know if they're going to be great from a. Cause I asked him, you know, what about commercial success? And I don't think he cares about that.
1: You know, right? you know, you know what he, he's recently been trying to talk me into getting cinema lenses, which are basically like, like these lenses are like $800 a piece. Yep,
0: I know I paid for a bunch of them in 700
1: the last or something. damn movie. They're yeah. photography lenses, yeah. but many great, fil- like many filmmakers, a lot, a lot of, of YouTube filmmakers like do great, produce great work, you know. To use that lens these yeah. lenses they're great sigma 18 to 35 i i love mm-hmm. these lenses i don't like i i'm right now i'm doing the research on it and, and i feel like it's one of those other things like if i had like all the money to if, if, it, if it made sense if it didn't matter yeah if yeah, i yeah. wanted to get like if i I'd go with like airy signature primes which is probably what we shot the the sixes and sevens film on you know if i had a lot of if i had millions of dollars yeah i'd just yeah. spend a why not? You, you, It'll you, just
0: look better. Yeah. Dozens yeah. of
1: thousands of dollars yeah. on yeah. the—they're like twenty-five thousand-dollar yeah. lenses. Yeah, yeah. I go for that. Yeah. That's the like—it's literally, but that only takes it like five to ten percent. Not even that—it's negligible. It's, it's, what people it's, really it's, care about.
0: Right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's—it's like—it's honestly a five or ten percent difference than shooting on something like this mm-hmm. to me. Right.
0: I mean, I could be diminishing wrong. returns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think, and and to me, um, I don't know your feeling on some of that. I. My screenplay um, that I wrote, I think, is better as a renegade film, meaning shot on some crappy thing um, from mm-hmm. Best Buy, right? Because you're in the movie. You know what I mean? You you feel like they just bought it at Best Buy because that's part of the thing. You got some
1: of your scripts on something. Yeah. want to read it. So,
0: well, um, but yeah, his attention to details because we'd be so over budget. It's just he's so good at the art. It's like you look at his stuff and it's just insane how, mm. how great it looks. Yeah. Your stuff looks really good.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Right yeah and probably cost a lot less right and it's because i was watching the cop right throw his badge in the thing i mean like that's what i cared about i didn't care about the look of and the color in the office when he's turning his badge in you know what i mean like i just didn't
1: yeah so i I think you're right i didn't even color. i barely color graded that people don't care right you know i I just go for what looks as natural and in not if it doesn't look pleasing i'll try to make it look more pleasing that's really what i care about now but I mean, so or if, uh, if it matches the tone, that's you know I look for that. But yeah, all right. So let's see, do we crush Ryan enough? Yet? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, Ryan. Oh my no, god, we
0: love him. No, yeah, no, it, I love Ryan. It's, it's amazing. All, I I hitched myself because no. it's amazing. But yeah. I worry that it's too particular that nobody cares about the ninety. I was curious
1: of the work. if we. Like, I was curious if it was just me thinking no, this. No, you, because but, he. I mean, I, I I appreciate every perspective he has, and it's it's it's. You know, it's not it's it's things that I don't you know, I don't really know anybody that thinks we should have had him here. This really would sh-
0: have been a good session. I'm gonna have him on, eventually. like a sit down. Like, what's it called? Like the, you know, when you're talking. Do you wanna, alcoholism? Do you want to? Like, do you want to be, be on it
1: when we yeah. have him and, and, yeah, and Sean think, here? I, I think we should we do. We Should it. have a yeah. four person, four way <laughs> <laughs> podcast. You sick
0: son of a bitch. That's why you like that BDSM <laughs> shit. Literally really whips and chains the, the, guy the, the, too. The, the do you want film, bondage? No, no. I'm gonna try going. keep going. until you there's little
1: there's little there's little like there's little signs that the characters are into shit. Like there you go. That would trickle throughout. That would be great like every M- there's little innuendos Do you know all throughout you know every the film. M Night Shyamalan
0: movie actually did that what had little bdsm stuff in the background because he's into it well no i mean like i'm totally messing with the, you no but your eyes and your face just lit up like no no <laughs> no i thought you were serious <laughs> i know it's awesome
1: i love it uh i i do no, know like like there's little like jokes and whatnot buried it like, like back yeah back i then. love that that's awesome uh, yeah by and, the way
0: m Knight uh met him a couple times really, really? nice so he lives in newtown square where i live wow um yeah he uh aston is where his big studio is mm. i've never been but it's Starbucks. The Starbucks I talked about earlier. He comes in and he comes with his kids, oh, and cool. he's the nicest guy. Nicest guy. Yeah. Huge Sixer fan. So we talk about that. His he was uh, the last time he was in Starbucks. They were getting ready to go to the game because they were in their jerseys. I don't know, like eight and ten, maybe mm-hmm. two kids, and uh yeah, super nice guy. Right. Like I went over. I'm like, hey man, I just want to say really appreciate your work. Like i go i always see it front row of the sixers nice uh nice to be using your money on that i said i used to go front row with my dad because he ran sales for a company anyway and uh no super nice guy i don't know what his normal demeanor is but yeah not one of those guys that just gives you the middle finger when you walk up to him yeah which is always devastating isn't it
1: yeah Do you ever meet anybody famous and you just got crushed by it I i haven't really met anybody famous and or let alone get crushed by them yeah um Luckily, no. Um, I'm trying to think
0: of... Uh, I've been crushed, but nothing's coming to mind. All right, so wait. Back to your question, which I derailed you from, um, was to great lengths. We kind of closed out six and seven. So so my point is, mm-hmm. oh, we actually didn't close this. The yeah. title. I, you don't want your audience to feel stupid because they don't know something. Yeah. Nobody's impressed because you made them Google it, right? Yeah. Have it relate somewhat and maybe add value so somebody might go see it. The title matters. I'm a marketing guy, right? The mm. title matters so i want him to consider changing it right um maybe it comes up as a dialogue i don't know what it is but to me it doesn't serve any purpose to um, have an audience feel stupid doesn't right so yeah. like but but that this will be a sensitive topic because this is his like he's i don't think he's ever I've given a little bit of feedback here and there, but I, I, it's always tell them I don't expect you to take it, but I am going to give it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm your producer, you're going to get it, right? But I also want things to be more readily accessible and 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 like it more. Six and seven doesn't mean anything, like you know. Uh, so now what it means is kind of like um in the cowboy days, I guess, or a movie or, or um in war, you get knocked down from like uh you know loud bang or concussion syndrome or whatever and you're seeing all sixes and sevens i think is yeah, what they quoted yeah. right so it's like it's like the idea of you you got birds like in the mm-hmm. in the tom and jerry you know or yeah, yeah yeah you got yeah. birds you're flying over numbers, your head you're seeing, seeing numbers stars yeah over. yeah um but yeah i mean so, it's
1: clever it's, cle- it's, it's one clever of things
0: but I, like nobody will know the cleverness because nobody knows what the hell sixes like nobody will ever tie it back it just doesn't yeah. i i get it because there's an aspect to uh the mind in that but it doesn't serve any purpose. So mm-hmm. getting too clever for clever's sake is is what I think holds. Uh, It'd be interesting
1: yeah. for you to tell. Wait, when I'll send you this, when I send you the script, I'm actually I might be a few writing days away from it being finished. And uh, once I get that to you, I'm gonna be curious what you think about the title. But okay. here, the thing is, did it's, you get it's, cute? It's the name of the town okay. that the film is set in, and it's not a real name of a town, but it's. A play on what what they're fighting against okay. and yep. you find that out throughout the movie and and see it ties back it's, though it's,
0: it gets clever yeah. because you figure oh now i
1: know why The it's thing named is, X. i don't want i was originally going to call it boys Will be boys okay and i realize there are people who is that back to the foursome
0: with the bdsm is that where <laughs> is it about that again
1: <laughs> no 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 it's not that boys will be boys that's the other thing is it sounds a priest? like a porno is there a priest it sounds it? like a porno and my friend my friend david was like you cannot call it that, and no, I was like, "You're right." No, I would have. It doesn't. I it's not have told a appealing no. title, and and the thing yeah. is, I wanted something where people don't know what it means, so that they have to look into it. The movie, like, exactly. so they have to find out what's the description of it, or what's the go see the trailer, or yeah. go see it, and then they're like, "Oh," because the and I knew people were. It was one of those things where you had to. I had to stick to my guns on it, right. the name of it, and then let people see it or to read it and and or explain. But if they haven't read it, what it means, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, change it to yeah. that." Well, so yeah. so I think
0: Blair Witch Project, right? Nobody knew what the hell that was, mm-hmm. right? So so that worked, right? Yeah. But it also worked because of the marketing and the trailers building up to it, right? Yeah. So you knew what it was. So yeah, it, it's it, I'm not so fixated on it not being something people don't know, but if it doesn't really tie back in a clever way, or
1: and if it's you, just, if you create a good movie, you can possibly create you can coin you can then coin that word yeah no doubt yeah i have a feeling that that could potentially happen maybe if the film blows up okay that's cool that's cool maybe six and seven so maybe i'm
0: wrong i never am wrong but maybe (laughs) maybe there's always that one time um all right so so to great lengths um and i'm you know what i've been thinking about you've got that big mug of um what are you drinking down there you got two different drinks what do you got there water and then coffee okay so that coffee is still warm uh I think so coffee makes you pee right pretty bad right so like who's gonna win my 32 ounce burger king sponsored <laughs> by burger king um or you and your coffee i don't know because i think you're getting a little jittery yeah I, I think you i think you need a pee break don't you eventually i will
1: no i think you do Why you want to take a pee break no
0: no i'm gonna hold it longer than you because i'm competitive go for it let's do it look at yeah <laughs> But now that I mentioned it, you really have to go now just just use it. We will need a pee break because this is, I'm, I'm yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you
1: I've got about 23 we'll, minutes. We'll take one in About and... 23 minutes? Yeah. yeah can you lick it that long? We can go that long.
0: He, he's been doing like the little dance, like the kids do it now. It's oh,
1: easy. it's just my, my, my Chair. jeans are. are yeah. Hurting you? Yeah. Balls? Pulling my. So they move to the yeah, right and the left? Yeah. yeah you got to adjust. Me. That's brutal.
0: <laughs> Mine are too. I should have wore sweats.
1: Would have been more comfortable. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, I usually wear shorts for these. <laughs> So sixes
0: and 7s were done. That's what I'm going to talk to him about, the name of it. He's not going to accept it because I think he loves it, and I think it's cool. But I, my initial reaction is usually my gut reaction, which is nobody knows what it means and, and what great value is that. Um, but he gets fixated on certain shots and stuff. It's like nobody's going to see it. Nobody. Just stop. Can we get a, an engine? Can we get on a train that's a
1: $1,000 instead of $5,000? It's not steam. Does he meditate? Does my uh, meditate?
0: I don't know is weed considered meditation no, no i don't i don't know You're, if he does it. you not. know
1: what even kubrick said that he didn't think weed or anything or psychedelics were as effective as meditation he yeah. felt meditation was more effective because you can control it like i if i i meditate for exact amount of the exact same amount of time every time i do it and if i change it my day's off interesting and And it's down to a science for me, like in terms of my routine for, or, you know, outputting things like I might have to change my, the protein I drink throughout the day, okay. which, and right before meditation sessions, because they're they're changing it, the the stuff I've been using for years, and I'm like deathly afraid that that's going to fuck something up. Mm. So I got to figure that out. Well, Um,
0: I was going to ask this earlier, but so you've got a system that works for you, right? You've got, and you you grew that system based on readings, based on books, based on things, trying different things, trial and error. And you found something. I remember you talked for a while Mm -hmm. about this when we were Mm -hmm. in Lebanon and uh, that's great. Works for you. What is it? What is it? How do you feel? So you and I and D. Wade, okay. You had to bring up D. Wade. What's up, D Wade? How you yeah, doing, D Wade? Right. So you, we're I, and D Wade—the film we did. Together. Yeah, we sat. In a, we sat in a room. We. Cr- this is when we were cracking each other up. You grabbed the camera. I think it was all in from the time um, D Wade and you came to me with an idea, and we mapped it out. It was like 17 minutes from like the beginning. We weren't sitting in a room for hours to figure out this silly thing we were going to do. Right? Mm-hmm. It was minutes. Fair. Yeah. Right. You picked up a camera. We we. Mapped it out once, the walk without the camera rolling. Then you turned the camera on the first time. We did it. We did it again. I blew it worse the second time. Mm-hmm. We went back to the first time and we were done. All in, beginning to end, 70 minutes. I thought it was hilarious. I still think it's hilarious. Everyone I've showed it to thinks it's creative and funny yeah. and like odd. And that's the thing. Those little things. And and we didn't. So So that was effortless. We had a blast doing it we all collaborated it's all about
1: knowing what people care about we all
0: collaborated yeah we thought it would be funny once we saw it we played it back that night we mm. knew it was funny and odd and perfect right yeah. down to the deer antler <laughs> sharpening <laughs> just so random and weird right no,
1: there were some really funny things in those credits you got i, I gotta hand it to you Thank you, you guys fucking no we were that doing it park. that night though right yeah
0: so 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 anyway no so there that, was
1: things in there that i didn't that, yeah, no, that, one minute it was funnier than what we It was we like
0: one about. minute and 45 seconds, right, that we filmed. And then there's like a minute of credits. Like the credits, <laughs> I tried to make the credits as long as the film. That was like part of the yeah. thing. And this is me using my very who, sophisticated who editing. It? Who me, edited it? Me. Did you grade it? Uh, Mondavi. No, I did nothing. I just, Mondavi as video editor I used what, for. Let me,
1: I'll, 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 I'll give you all the raw stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, so we do this one and a half minute short. And it turned out great. We showed it. We'll, t- we'll link it in there. Yeah, we yeah. showed it at The Thing, and people were cracking up. They were like, what the, wait, what? Even Sophia, uh, Ryan's niece that's in both his movies, loved it. She came up, It was hilarious, it was hilarious. Like, how did he get there? Like, it's, yeah. it's just so random and odd, right? That was, to me, uh, I'm really proud of that, believe it or not. Yeah. I thought we did something in such a short time that it was fun, and I'm putting it in festivals, I am. Mm-hmm the strangest thing ever right it's like gonna be two minutes long i'm gonna get you and d wade to sign the damn waivers we're gonna put it in (laughs) because it's just so random and silly
1: i want you to i'm I'm shooting a, a short comedy soon um it's called a job to kill for and it's basically a assassin um initiation gone wrong when the law the wrong ammunition is loaded in the gun basically there's oh, four yeah, characters baldwin it jesus too you, soon there's a too soon yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. there were some jokes the other day because i had an actor dressed as a cop and they had to point the gun at like another oh, actor no. and they, we were talking we were like i was like i, I kept opening it i'm like Look, yeah. it's a bb gun it's yes, a bb I gun There's ptsd from from people <laughs> seriously yeah i mean it's ter- it was a horrible situation it is, it is. Uh, it's really incredibly fucking sad um but we're it's basically there's but it's the opposite it's they accidentally use blanks the thing is this is a family man he's kyle is the the main or the (laughs) kyle's the main character it's a funny name right (laughs) kyle is the recruit and he's you know looking he's a family man trying to support his family and that's why he's taking this really high-paying assassin gig and uh and uh basically they're trying to recruit him. Um, Agent Daniels is the main recruiter, she's the boss, and she's trying to uh, the assassin thing and she's trying to recruit him. And basically, the, the his final task is at this in this dark room, he's got to kill his wife in order to become part of their their you know organization. And so, and there, it, I mean, it's all driven I mean, from is funny she a dialogue. Bitch? I hope, is she a bitch? Or- well, we'll get into that. Okay, um, all right basically Don't
0: give too much away spoiler alert
1: yeah uh, and then and then the other agent who loads the wrong ammunition again he's trying really hard to get a promotion but he doesn't realize he was supposed to use live ammunition and so she survives this isn't a big spoiler but she survives and then the rest of the sketches. Is- his wife tearing him apart psychologically pulling him down oh, <laughs> like, and then while meanwhile agent daniels is trying to get him rein him back in to like so she can hire him because she needs competent recruits but she keeps competent keep hiring comp like incompetent morons like the guy who loaded lo- 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 the wrong loaded ammunition blanks. and and he's trying to get a promotion, so all this fucking. Case, that's basically the. the okay. The core and did short. you write this? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. I can send okay. it to you after this. Short. What do you got? It's a. It's like it. I think it'll probably be a four to six minute thing. That's okay. done. Okay, cool. cool. But I'd love for you to come in and be part of it if you want to. If you want to help out. No, Ooh. happy I mean, to. Yeah, See yeah. what he did
0: there. He yeah. took the criticism from earlier, where I was giving him, you know, carte blanche. <laughs> I was like, there. Here's a blank check, Thomas, and she, he never followed up. But now. He's like, oh, you no, this guy's sincere. No, no, no. Now he's sincere, and he wants. I'll give you a producer credit no, if you show up. No, I, I think it's awesome. No, but yeah. I. But you asking me that is impactful to yeah. me. I'd love, I love for that. you to be part of it. I yeah. love that. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, have you on set, and I mean, and then and 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 so you can see like what the process no, is great. like from. from I, I
0: those like things. you. Definitely are receptive to outside perspectives. Yeah. I think I've I've got the age and the knowledge. <laughs> and it's raw in the film world mm-hmm. but it's also very pure to what the viewer wants right yeah, yeah. and as you guys get so deep into the film technical stuff yeah i think you're starting to get it back right you might have lost it for a little while in the technicals like you you storyboard I, but yes at the end of the day you kind of want to look at it just like from an outside that's perspective that's why feedback viewer. is so important yeah, yeah.
1: um i like yeah like i spent it was it was it was after ironically when i after i stopped I, like after after we worked together i worked on Ryan's film in 2014, 2015, and then I, I dropped out of college, which I actually put that down it's here. Twice yeah, twice, yeah. I, I basically no, I dropped out twice. No, <laughs>
0: no, no. You've mentioned it yeah, twice. Yeah, It scarred I, you. The I, dropping out scarred you.
1: No, uh, I'm grateful I did. It, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Good. and and I basically, you know, spent years just working like at like, like a server job and all those yep. sorts of stuff. And then while working on this what my friend called the great american screenplay that tom's working on and really when i finally after years like 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 i spent two like a year and a half developing it and then couldn't figure out how to write it but then just was like and i read some books and stuff that triggered me to be like i just have to write it i just Mm -hmm. have to go and do it wrote the whole thing in like eight months my brain just turned into something else Mm -hmm. like i I started having anxiety and panic attacks for for some reason Mm. because it was just such an intense experience for me because I had spent all this time working on it, developing it and thinking about it, but not being able to write it. And then I wrote it and then just, I don't know what happened. Mm. But then I think what happened was I knew it was garbage, just absolutely unusable (laughs) garbage. And I had to finish though. I forced myself to finish. It was 400 pages after it was done. Mm and i've reread it year after year after it sucks it's unusable i pitched friends after i wrote it they i immediately picked up on this isn't registering for any of you Uh, this is not good and that pain i never want to experience again And because of that, I always like like I I ended up getting out of it because I I worked on a short film, just a really un- manageable short film. And I pitched the idea to somebody. I pitched the outline after that idea worked. I pitched the the script after I based on the outline where I worked through each scene with mm. with friends. I was like, well, what if this happened? And it's like, no, that sucks, Tom. Right. And from doing that now, when I come up with ideas, they're automatically built in with all the wisdom I learned from doing that, mm. from getting that feedback. And so, you know. That feedback that I even if it's it's feedback on one project, that feedback sticks with me forever. Because when I go work on something in the future, I know it's better to do end something like this with a kind of an open-ended ending, maybe allow the audience to kind of figure Mm out, or you know, give it some. You know, I I just learn every step of the way, and you know, sometimes I do things less as well as the previous time. But then you get better. You you kind of it's like it's peaks and valleys, but you you generally improve especially if you're getting feedback um but you know i i like and I, this feature film i script i wrote you know i spent a year the other year going back on that that mistake of not getting feedback and i found out that my writing routine was off after months of not getting feedback and mm. then i had to restructure all sorts of stuff like it started going too controversial and too mm. you know it was it was it was going against my own thesis of the film and we got it back and now it's to a point where my friends who believed in it in the beginning as a short film are like yeah we fucking this is this is gonna nice. knock it out of the fucking park nice. dude. and so to ha- to f- know that other people o- outsiders can look at it and say this is good and for me to feel the same way that's what i look for okay you know um like a and another another quick tangent is i, I did a I did a little uh after after doing a film that really just knocked the the wind out of me because it just I I was too ambitious. Was it one of yours? It was it was the tw- the rusty spade, the 12 minute one take thing. You know what's weird. Yeah. I had seen that before you sent it to
0: me. Really? Who would have sent would Ryan
1: Ryan, Ryan possibly? Because
0: was did he help on that?
1: He no, wasn't in the credits. Did, I think for I any. sent it to him before, yeah. Oh, okay. It I it was I would now spend 36 hours shooting something like that. I had eight to shoot it. Okay. And that's where I have the white hair from. Okay. It was it was a, it was kind of like a, a, a experience that fucked me up for a while. Really? Like I, yeah. And and because it was such an important project I had been working on it for seven years before that point, hmm. and so to see it get demolished the way or I felt like it was demolished. Uh, other people, you know, say it wasn't. You know, they liked it, um, but I never put it to festivals because it just never felt like the way I wanted it to be. Uh, plus, the battery died <laughs> during the the best really take, oh, man. seven minutes in. Um, and we just that's when the energy just went down mm. for the rest of the day. Um, but then, um, you know, after that, I did a, a three minute Lego animation, which which is awesome. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that that made me realize did you, you this, did drew stop animation or now how did you I go? I so I did it over there I had a, a table with a green screen yeah and I I I I I I animated several you know character like like a few characters at once or one character at once and then composited it all together in after effects had the lighting consistent throughout so that it looked like it was for real um but people say it looks like the a little bit like the Lego movie, and that's yeah. what I was go- I was going for. But you,
0: were you up there moving the yeah, legs? Yeah. Okay. So my son, at five years old, on this crappy camera, made one, and uh, he's an animation major at University of Central Florida. Oh, forty man. kids get in the major of a thousand. That's awesome. There's a hundred thousand in the college, um, but forty get in this major. He just got in sub sophomore year. He just sent me his first animation. I'll show it to you when we when we pee break maybe. Yeah. Um, and his first 3D design of something, but. I, he knew at five with his stop animation. We knew it was good too, adding his own audio. What's really cool is he knew it five, yeah, so but your he's now son at 20. Did. And he stayed with it. Like he's that's, that's awesome. What he still wants to do. And he's gonna have a job in what he wants to do. I'm so, so I happy. I started for him. doing
1: that. I just yeah. I started making animations. And so I regressed doing that like animation, but it was things that I've I thought about doing for a stop motion for years, mm-hmm. and I got to all, apply all of it. And I was like, it works. Yeah. It works. You can, you can composite everything together. And what it allowed me to do is like, if, you know, this, if I needed to control the, you know, how fast this character, you know, move to this, you know, mm-hmm. like turn. Yeah. And then, you know, and I could, I could basically, I could do things that would have taken years. Yeah. Yeah to yeah, do yeah. like it would have took me years to do that if i did it differently yeah but it, it it worked and uh i didn't need a lot of well i did i did just destroy my computer with that because one <laughs> the one sh- the bar scene took was one sh- it was a one continuous shot took 20 hours to 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 like render yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because of all the the all the layers of it wow um but i bet my son would be really intrigued to how you did that yeah right because possibly. he he did it he had this little camera put it
0: on a little stand and they would walk over take a picture walk over take a picture walk over, and he i think he would understand hours it intuitively and hours. I, I think and now with the technology he'd probably understand the lettering
1: yeah like, like i anything. could just say like i could just tell him like every character is animated to separately yeah.
0: yeah i'll send it to him i'd be curious to see if he knows how you did it
1: yeah yeah i want to find that that'd Be out. interesting yeah but anyway and that i storyboarded all of that and i didn't stop until every single shot was funny I also didn't stop and st- I didn't start animating so wait, you, until you, you, I, that, I that did a, all the sound. Design. That was a comedy. Yeah, see there, people. It was a drama. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. It was a. It was a, a documentary. Dark comedy, um, <laughs> but it it was like I it was a horror a horror comedy. <laughs> yeah. I love doing that, it's, but it, it's basically like I I felt pride in that more than any film I've done before because I spent the time that I wanted to spend on it. That's and good I want to feel that for my feature film, gotcha.
0: you know? So I gotta, I gotta, we're going to do this last question. Uh, again, this is uh take one Mike McGowan podcast, interviewing Thomas profit. Uh, we'll, ta- we'll call it take on the 16 filmmaking a. industry. Take, no, yeah. this is take 16. A. This is on you. Yeah. You know, this has been a oh, interview. We're turning, of you. Oh, oh okay, I turned okay. it around the very beginning. You okay. just picking up on that. Now what are we get two hour mark <laughs> a little slow there. No wonder he dropped out of college. Oh. All right. So, whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's my buddy d wade my buddy d wade you're one of three people right yeah you did and by the way great job like you were did you steady cam that or no i forget no, we what, didn't have the steady. Wait, cam. which one what the, just the the short we did no d wade right but you just, just great job okay, like it looks really good like you. and you had to follow my fat ass god <laughs> by the way by the way when i saw myself on that that night oh my god you said you were dieting because of that 35 pounds from covid it's brutal. I can't get rid you of it. You lost... Wait, you... No, won- I gained. From that. Sitting... Oh, no, okay. COVID. Sitting yeah, on the yeah. couch for a year and a half, not going to the office where we have a walking trail, gym being closed, drinking to cope, 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. I hate my body right now. But anyway, um, you followed me around. We did the thing. I put that in festivals that we we we, tr- we color grade it, Right. We take away the least funny credits and add some more funny credits in because mm. the credits are fucking funny in my mind. I wrote them, so they better be funny. We put that in festivals and it gets nominations, right? Let's just play this out. How do you feel
1: about that? That'd be interesting. It wouldn't surprise me because that's that, that happens. And I'll tell you why. When... Ideas come forward very quickly, very rapidly. Often, it's 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 not because they came easily; it's because they were they were from all these ideas and things built up within you mm-hmm. that finally had a way to manifest themselves in the world. If you you said you wrote a script in in twenty four hours or something, seventeen, give or take, yeah, that. There's something about that. There's something about when, an, when, when you've had these things dormant, lying yeah. dormant inside you, and then they all just come out rushing. Sometimes, a lot of times, they're better than the things that that you spend years on. Yeah. Now, that's why I was asking because you you've labored on some of these projects, right? And when they- we shot that thing, I was tapping into muscle memory of shooting that one take, the twelve minute one take film I did. I felt. That I was in that again, oh, wow. I, it brought back right. the PTSD. But I was like, "All right, let's do this." Yeah, fucking no. Shit. no, we did. It was you all know? in one
0: take. It was impressive
1: and, and for but, all three of us. And the thing is, three of us. we yeah. improvised. Yeah, totally. We, yeah. we scripted a bit, but yeah. we improvised. There was the one
0: it. I'll never forget. I still hold myself accountable. The one bedroom scene where mm-hmm. I'm like talking about the kids and the pillows, and I forgot to do the D Wade at the beginning, and I had to come back to it. I'm like, "Oh, there's D Wade," right? Because every room that I went in, I said, "Oh, my buddy D Wade." Just have to read in that spot, mm-hmm. but that one I forgot to do it. It was like the third room. I forgot to do it. And I came back to it right before we left the room. Ooh, but anyway. Um, but no, but I I have a feeling. So you're right. So why I ask that is because I, I I hear you with the laboring eight years on this or four years on that or, you know, 20 hours on that. And then we pick up the thing and do something that's really funny, in my opinion, just odd and funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, It was effortless. Right. We just went into it. We did it. We're done. Um, We did. Did show it to people, they seemed to enjoy it. I, were you there for when people were watching it? Um, we, yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah, late yeah, the, night. The, the, and you the, couldn't yeah, really bar. hear it and stuff. But like, I think people, people got enjoyed the, it, even though people they got the really general. Well, you got to the credits and they really enjoyed that, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> so even just that, like, because what happens in the film, like, what the hell? What? Like, you don't know what you're doing. But like, that can it's, get in. It's and so... that's one of those bolt of lightning moments
1: you know this that has no prep. This is the same reason why. Why, like, it bugs me, but it's true that, like, things like TikTok and things pick yeah, up because, yeah. you know, you, it's if
0: what you, people it, enjoy watching
1: or whatever, it's so easy. It yeah. seems so easy, but then again, it's like, it, it's so, it's, there's some truth to that, like, if you can have all the, like, if you can just reduce the amount of effort and time it takes to, you know, well,
0: that's what get, you're start 20, to, yeah, like, yeah, you know, finish. Yeah.
1: You know, I my this the comedy shorts I write um, my feature films I write like a traditional script. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll come up with ideas and I'll I'll write them put notes and develop it normally like any like writer would. And then I'll go have you know labor on writing it for years. My sketches I write them through naps. I don't write a single word until it's completely written in my head from memory. Gotcha. The reason why it's you want to allow yourself to forget. You want to fig it, it, if it is good it is going to stick the good shit sticks remember that yeah good shit sticks and when you you know if you think of an idea that's funny for a sketch i'll I'll if I can't think of the full idea or if I you know I come up with a bunch of stuff for it i'll I'll you know go the next day you know I'll keep thinking about yeah, it sit with it yeah and it might it might take a few weeks but it'll come out and the thing is, every idea sticks together like glue like i remembered every single word of it because it is it i found it so interesting and funny and when i do that that's how my best sketches have been mm-hmm. written and i'm getting better at it now and i'm and so that's what i do for sketches but my feature films it has to be a combination it has to be a hybrid of of you know writing from yeah. memory yeah um david lynch like comes up with uh you know his process for coming up with um, ideas for feature films, and I recommend this: have a box and put index cards in that box. Now, first, have the first idea. You write it down. Okay, this is you know idea. Idea comes to you. You have you have the desire for an idea. The idea comes to you because of that a desire for that idea. You write it down. You don't know what it means yet. You don't know how it's going to fit into everything else. But you put it in the box. Close it. Create that distance from yourself and that idea. Mm-hmm. Let the memory yeah. of it. Now you will be able to go to that box and reread it and see what it exactly said. But when you do that, you're planting the seeds, and then that cre- it's like it's like his fishing analogy for it. You're 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 catching a fish when you have the desire for an idea. You catch a fish. You, you examine it. You and then you by writing it down and putting yep. it in the box. Yeah. And then you cast put the fish on the line. You cast it back out. And You catch another fish with that fish and you keep doing that and keep doing that until you have 80 or 300 index cards in that box. He says 80. I did 300 for my World War II film because my ideas combine or re or improve on past ideas. So, and it's probably still going to be 90 pages, which is shorter than most feature films, but it's going to be so densely packed with things that are based on that are inspired by true events, but different enough that I can make it my own and fits within this, this, this outline it started as an outline a rough outline like how am i going to turn this is amazing if only i could just turn this into you know something really compelling and flesh it out i don't know how to expand on something and i heard dave lynch's method and then the next day like and then i started doing this and spent nine months or so developing that filling up a box with 300 index cards reading everything about world war ii i could find about d-day all this stuff i heard all sorts of horrific fucking shit i read about And I'm like, and it gave me different ideas for related to the characters and their situations. Things like, 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 like a pair, like a a guy witnessing somebody like parachute into a a barn and the, the, or, or, or you know, they're parachuting down and, and they lit, they, they they dumped gas, the Germans dumped gasoline on, on barns and stuff, lit it on fire so they would light up the sky so they could play target practice with them. And, and this one was screaming as he was listening towards the fire because it sucked in all the oxygen. And, and they, the, the guy, the, the off, German officer said, "Let him burn." Mm. Guy goes into it, and as soon as he hits it, s- the screams are silenced, mm. and it's and and this uh, in my script, it scars the guy mentally. Now that's just one of yeah. many things that I got from doing hard research on it, letting it inspire ideas that fit the narrative I was telling, and that I it's going to take me probably a decade to make a film again that is going to scar and 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 be as real as that film i mean i'll i'll do and where is this film now the world war Two film yeah like what stage it's i'm it's 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 at a stage where i'm not i don't want to show it to anybody yet or i'm you, i'm showing a certain you filmed stuff no no i mean oh. like no it's the script. script script okay gotcha. i'm still okay. writing it okay it might take me a year or two okay. to finish writing it but it's uh i mean it's it's gonna be tough for me to beat um nice that's good yeah. Now, how great is that to have
0: a passion about yes. something that you know, you know is know. going to be good? Yeah. And it, it's funny, it might be a niche that only several hundred think it's the most amazing, but that's okay. Yeah. Because you love it, right? I mean, mm. clearly. Yeah. All right, you ready for potty break?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Right? Are So, you, are you worth We'll, than we'll come back on take 16B with Mike Matt McGowan. Take one
0: interviewing Thomas Prophet
1: <laughs> out. <laughs> Brought to you by Burger King. <laughs>